My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started a WNR podcast with my friend, Dan Mike. And every month, we bring you the latest collections, newest content, 205 Live, and the crown jewel of the WNR NXT update. Also, each month, the latest pay-per-views, and we are live, not only for the big four, but every takeover as well. Plus, in 2019, we go back 20 years and witness the attitude rise and the WCW's demise. Until we've watched everything, we're with you and we we are the WNR. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always I'm joined by... Dan White. And today it's the WNR 205, it's the WWE Elimination Chamber. And before we do anything, let's start with the alternate intro. On the 23rd day of the month of September, in an early year of a decade, not too long before our own, the human race suddenly encountered a deadly threat to its very existence. And this terrifying enemy surfaced, as such enemies often do... In the seemingly most innocent and unlikely of places. And that is, of course, Little Shop of Horrors, yeah, I do believe. Not that I've ever seen it. Yeah, I, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Uh, so, but before we start the pay-per-view proper, we have got a, a couple of bit of news bits, shall we say. News bits, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and up first, Dan, what about your Corey? My Corey, yes. Well, it's um, he's been a bit of a naughty boy. Um, you know, it broke on Instagram, his current wife and mother of three children. She posted saying, this may be totally below me to do, but I'm hurt. I'm sad. I've put 11 years into supporting this man or into supporting. <clears throat> and she went on to say, this may be totally below me. To And she went on to say. And she went on to say, this may be totally below me to do, but I'm hurt. I'm sad. I've put 11 years into supporting a man to accomplish his dream, only for him to punch me in the gut. I've been through suicide attempts, alcoholism, among so much more with him and stuck by his side. The kicker is finding out that he's been sleeping with one of my daughter's role models all along. Mella and Graves, I hope you guys are happy. I really do. Oh, oh no, she don't. Uh, I mean, that is. I mean, sometimes the backstage uh, stories are the back, you know, are kind of worse than the kind of what's actually going on uh, on on TV. And, and this one's. I mean, Corey Graves, man. It seems that everything's going your way, and yet you do say this. Dan, what are your thoughts on it? I uh, I think it is. Uh, yeah, it's a silly story, and if you're not happy in a relationship, you you end it. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, you don't go finding other people to have fun with, especially someone so close. And it was only a matter of time before the story was going to come out. And there was also a video that his, well, I suppose his estranged wife now posted of Carmela actually sending a video message to the daughter, 
who idolised Carmella, you know, saying happy birthday, rah, rah, and... Uh, so- it's just, it's, it's all kind of fucked up, you know what I mean? And that's what's going on in their real lives. Uh, back to storyline news, and uh, Becky Lynch, obviously, has been suspended, but she hopped over a barricade and attacked Charlotte during a match with Oscar at House Show on Saturday, uh, but then was quickly injured after Charlotte attacked her with a chair. So it looked like the man was back, but has been taken out again by Charlotte. Of course, Charlotte's taken Lynch's place at WrestleMania. Uh, but that's what we had over the, the, the weekend before we start the Chamber. So let's start. So Dan, are you excited about Elimination Chamber here tonight? I am excited. Yeah, you know, there's, they're missing a few a few names from the Chamber, you know, just off the top of my head. Your man, Bobby Roode. Your man, Drew McIntyre. I mean, you know, both no-shows and... Your man, the kickoff king, as you so put him. Buddy Murphy's, you know, delegated to kickoff duties. I mean, if you buy the DVD of this event, you know, you don't get the kickoff matches with it. Uh, you do, actually, on the extras. So there we go. But there are boost sucks to you. But like you said, yes, we've got no McIntyre or no Bobby Roode. But we have got, and you christened him, Dan. I mean, you say it, but he is the king of kickoff, he is the king in of the cruiserweights in my eyes. He is the man who always delivers from an in-ring perspective. Uh, one of my guys, the cruiserweight champ, Buddy Murphy, in action up next against Takira Tazara. Before we kick off, we kick off properly. Dan, we do prediction league. Do you want to just explain that to everybody? Yes, we have three. Uh, <clears throat> yes, we have three leagues. We've got the NXT pay-per-view league. We've got the WWE pay-per-view league and we've got the bonus points league as well for various games and other bonus adages. I'm currently winning 2-1 on NXTs. Yeah, I'm 1-0 up on pay-per-views. Yes, and you are 21-19 up on bonus points as well. So there's, what, two points in it? Two points points. in it. And that's what's so important about the pay-per-views as well because you get a category win. And if you win at the end of the year and you, and you become the, the the outright king of the WNR podcast and the predictions. Yeah, without a doubt. So we've got our predictions in front of us. So we will open up right now. Oh, listen to the cheer of Buddy Murphy coming out here. All right, so here we go. We've got our predictions and we will start our first up. But we'll start off with predictions as the Cruiserweight champ is coming out here. And Dan, who have you gone for in this match to start off? I've gone for Muddy Murphy. Yes, you have. Yes, you have. The Cruiser Champion and I too have gone uh, Muddy Burphy in this one here. Uh, I uh, Muddy Burphy for me, or Buddy Murphy, who's been a great Cruiserweight Champion because he's not uh, scared to get his hands dirty. Where other people maybe thought it was beneath him working kickoffs. And so the 205 Live division is not being treated right. The Cruiserweight division isn't. But Murphy's just getting on with it and, you know, wants to deliver great matches. And I would say every match he's had since October, this is Super Showdown, He's delivered. Yeah, he's got some pacing issues and maybe a bit of selling here and there. But I like Murphy. Have you? Have you? Has anything about Murphy grown on you in these past six months to a year, Dan? Um, the only thing that has grown on me is the ability to carry the division. I mean, you know, he's stepped up where other people have kind, you know, slightly fallen away. But that is that's about it. You know, his he isn't a terrible worker, and you know. A, as I say, he, he has selling issues, yeah. and you've also noticed that as yeah. well. Yeah. But, you know, he, he, is, he isn't a terrible wrestler. No. And I think what would be interesting to see with Murphy, if he had a little bit more time, you know, like they do on NXT, to kind of flesh out the matches, because you feel they're given a certain time period, and they're just trying to cram 
as much in as they can, you know. But also on the other side of things, he hasn't really got much of a charisma. No, I think he's a little bit lacking he's, there. He's a little bit personality-less. Yeah. You, you could kind of put him in, you know, we, we talk about Neville in that way of kind of like calling himself the king of cruiserweights. Or that's what Murphy's doing. That is it something kind of same. We want to see something different about him. Even if that means eventually putting Alexa Bliss with him and just give him a little bit of personality, like because I, I I agree with you, you know he can, he can do everything he wants in the ring, but when he's got the microphone there, he needs to prove that you know he deserves to be there, kind of the best. Well, yeah, they go Murphy just trying to set his stall, and a hurricane one by Tazawa sending Murphy to the outside. Tazawa's uh, slowly on top in this match. Well, both men taking their time and suicide dive by Tazawa, Murphy. In a tremendous show of just power and brute strength and force, picking Tazawa up, catching a guy in midair, dropping him down. I want to say that's Goldberg-esque strength there, really. Not in the slightest. (laughs) I mean, my word. Murphy didn't drop him and Tazawa came through. And has that turned the tide now for Murphy? No, Tazawa. Struggling to get back into the ring. And now Murphy, he's going to work that lower back of Tazawa. But what are your thoughts on uh, Akira Tazawa at the moment? Well, you know, he has been involved in some very good matches on 205 Live, and you can't discredit his in-ring ability. I mean, he's up there. But I think everyone that goes up against Buddy Murphy, they're, they're like half the size of him. They might, you know, kind of discredit the size of Murphy and then try and get him bumped up to the main roster. But... You know, I feel he won't flourish as well as he is currently in 205 Live. No, I think at the moment he finds himself in a great position where he wouldn't have dreamed of this like last year, you know, to be able to put there. You, you think of wrestlers that would bite his arm off to be in that position. You know, he could be part of the Forgotten Sons tag team on well, NXT. Exactly, he could be Ty Dillinger. You know, Dillinger could have conceivably, with his weight as well, had that kind of storyline of kind of dropping down. You know, how many more pounds do you need to get? 10, you know, or, or something like that. But with, with Murphy, he, he's kind of taken to that. As he catches Tazawa. And really annoyingly, they got an interview with the New Day. Right at this moment in time. Just... And they've got an advert for fighting with my family in theatres this Friday. And don't forget it's the Elimination Chamber as well. Indeed. That breaker by Murphy. Stopping a submission there by Tazawa. Well, the Cruiserweight division at the moment, you know, is, is where it is. Getting uh, misplaced by an advert. Oh, look. And uh, Buddy Murphy... Got the submission in. He's got the abdominal stretch in. And uh, who was that made famous by? I think it was made famous by uh, Wilbur Schneider back in the 1930s. And Tazara trying to fight his way out of it. Oh, and Tazara reverses it. And he gets him into the Wilbur Schneider abdominal stretch. And then he gets reversed again by Buddy Murphy. Or straight into like, the... Yep, you're back again now. Yep, straight, up. <laughs> straight in the Wilbur Schneider move there. But Tazara shot to the midsection. Hip tosses Buddy Murphy to the outside over the top rope. Well, Murphy... Uh, Murphy. Tazawa has been the Cruiserweight champion before. He beat Neville for the title, so he's been there and done that. He knows what it takes to dethrone the so-called king of Cruiserweights. No, without a doubt. And this might be Murphy's, you know, overconfidence coming into play. If he thinks he can get the job done, he believes his own hype after a while. As he just comes running in after falling to the outside. He gets super kicked right in the face. Kick to the face of Murphy up to the top. Oh, seated drop kick there. Corner follows it up with a pump kick to the face. Like a, what was it? Sami Zayn, hell of a kick. No, it was a hell of a kick there. Tazawa's got Murphy rocked. 
It's been a heel kick to the middle. Murphy ducks the heel kick to the head, though. And now Murphy going to back suplex Tazawa. He lands on his feet. Oh, snap German suplex from Tazawa. And now oh. Shining Wizard. One, two. Oh. oh, God. You'd rather lose a point here and Murphy lose, wouldn't you? I can see it in your, I can see it in your face. Well, one by one, your champions are falling, James. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. McIntyre, oh, he lost his ages ago. Yeah, but, you know, Rude's lost it recently. I, I, Murphy's still in this, even though he's put in the drop zone now. Looking for the senton. Oh, my God. Oh, no, Murphy's up. Tazawa jumps over his head. Oh, but Murphy manages to get the foot up, kicks Tazawa in the face. But Tazawa responds with a huge boot to Murphy's face, and now he's looks like he's knocked out on that top turnbuckle. Oh, but Buddy manages to fight out. Headbutt to Tazawa, knocks him back down to the mat. And Murphy picking up Tazawa. Oh, looking for the powerbomb, but Tozawa managed to flick his body underneath, hit Hurricane Rana, goes for the cover, but only a two count. Two. Well, what an absolutely stunning move that was, and I can't believe Tozawa could... Well, I can believe he couldn't put Murphy away, because Murphy, I told you how good Murphy is, and I always back my men. And this is awesome chance. Well, when this match first started, I thought it was reminiscent of the Rock versus Mankind in the empty arena match. <laughs> well, the fans have been coming in. There's a few seats empty, but the rest are on their feet. As Tazawa now up the top. They mean all seats are empty then if they're on their feet. Yeah, it might be. Crossbody off the top. Murphy rolls through, picking Tazawa up on his shoulders. Tazawa with a backslide, though. Oh, goes to jump but gets caught. Mike. Jawbreaker, knee to the jaw, snap suplex for the cover. One, two. Oh, I mean, how good is Murphy? There? He only gets a two, two, but it, he delivered the three moves, kind of pitch perfect. I never seen a TKO into the net breaker before. Oh, oh, Tazawa turns Murphy inside out of a clothesline. Looking for that deadlift German, hits him, bridges out. One, two. Yes. Oh. No, Buddy Murphy managing to kick out. Ah. And the Cruiserweight champion is in this one still. And Tazawa has been really impressive. And as though a chance of the crowd are getting behind him. Well, he's dragging Murphy into the drop zone. Both men are wearing gold on their trunks, but only one of them will be wearing gold come the end of this match. Oh, and Murphy holding on to the boot of Tazawa, who's struggling to get up so much energy sat from both men's bodies. Tazawa just stomping on Murphy, though. Manages to get up to the top, but Murphy picks him up again. Traps his head in that top turnbuckle. <laughs> looking for the super kick, but gets caught by Tazawa. And now Tazawa off the second. Oh! Reverse Hurricane Rana. Murphy's out on his feet and stumbles to the outside. Well, I think if he landed in ring, Tazawa would have pinned him for the title, but he's fallen on the outside. Suicide dive for Tazawa. But I don't think Tazawa's finished just yet. Second suicide <laughs> dive for Tazawa. Absolutely decimating Murphy. Rolls him in, puts him in the drop zone. Oh my god, we're gonna have a new cruiserweight champion. Go on. Tazawa going up. Oh Murphy again using his intelligence to get kicked on the apron. And now he's just prying over that second rope. 
Oh, so sent on hit across the back. Tazawa drags him back into the ring. One, One two. two. Yes. Oh. Fucking get in there. And Buddy Murphy's championship reign just stays alive. <sighs> well, that's all it needs. The last possible moment. Well, that senton just plants Murphy's head into the mat. <laughs> and Tazawa getting the fans behind him with his ah, ah, ah chant. Well, I think this might be the end now for Murphy. He's in a little bit of trouble. Nice combination by Tazawa. Oh, but Murphy responds with a knee to the jaw. <laughs> rocking Tazawa. Oh, my God. He's got him. Murphy's law. No. No, Tazawa rolls through. One, two. Come on. Oh. Murphy kicks out. Ah. But now Tazawa right. Murphy. He's got the octopus submission in. Oh, my God. Murphy's tapping out of his feet. No, he can't. No, no. And Murphy's struggling, picking Tazara up. Oh, got him in position. Murphy's law. Hits it. Kick out. Kick out. One, two, three. Yes. And you winner of this match. And still your cruiserweight champion, Dan, Buddy Murphy. Well, what a fantastic way to start us off here on the kickoff. A match that deserves to be on pay-per-view. Murphy showing everything that he's got in this one here tonight. Really, really impressed him. And Tazara. And the crowd got into it as well, which we don't see enough on 205 Live matches. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? I thought it was a very good match. Again, you know, a good, uh, a very good kickoff match. Both guys absolutely pulled it out of their asses. Um, you know, you can't fault either of them. Fantastic stuff there to um, kick us off. But now we start with the main show and the opening promo. And after that, prediction-wise, we both get a point to start us off. So, Dan, it is one all. We are on for the perfect score. (laughs) (laughs) We have only seven matches in this one, but it's one each now. Every year, they come filled with hope, awaiting their destiny. And every year, those dreams bring them... We will crown the very first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. And these men, six superstars, one WWE Championship, will risk it all. Locked inside the destructive Elimination Chamber. I will challenge their courage. Wild action here tonight. High stakes, high pressure. Test their resilience. Everybody wants a shot at immortality. You want a WrestleMania moment? You gotta win this match. And applaud those who succeed. Oh, I like this. It's WrestleMania season. Tensions are running high. That look in Ronda's eyes is never good. Any ring I step into is mine. I own the ground under my feet. There's a lot at stake. Ruby's never one to back down from an opportunity. There's no doubt in my mind that I can and I will beat Ronda Rousey. Tonight, the road to WrestleMania runs through me. The Elimination Chamber. Daniel Bryan's WWE Championship is in dire jeopardy. Who will step out of the Elimination Chamber with the WWE title? 
tonight we take the next step in the women's evolution. These women are going to be making history. The last team stand to become the first ever WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Right, so here we go. We're going to create history right at the start after the opening promo. And it is going to be, for the first time ever, the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship on the line inside Elimination Chamber. And what a match this should be. We've got Nia Jax and Tamina versus Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Sasha Banks and Bayley versus Naomi, Naomi and Carmella. And it'll be interesting Carmella's reaction for Corey Graves when she comes out here, see if there's anything <laughs> going on with that. Um, we're moving on. Dan, what, you, what do you think of the the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship? Do you think it's a good idea? I think it is a very good idea. Yeah, it's something that's um, been a long time needed. You've got a very strong women's division. A lot of, you know, legitimate contenders for the women's championships and there's only two of them. So you need kind of like a mid-card title and it is, you know, as far as I know, it's going to be put across all brands, including... Yeah, to do that, that is fucking genius as well and that's what I really, really like about that. But we shall see. Uh, the Iconics coming out here. We saw Carmella's entrance and there's a little bit... Graves didn't say anything. It was a bit weird. Okay, so all four teams are in the chambers right now. We've just seen Rose come out. They're going to start alongside the boss and, well, and Bailey. So in prediction-wise, this is a one, one all at the moment. I have gone for, in this one, Banks and Bailey. Well, James, I think there is going to be a new women's tag team champions. And it's going to be Banks and Bailey. Banks and Bailey. So why have you gone Banks and Bailey for? They've been since before the women's tag teams have even come about. So, you know, it just makes sense. I think they want to give the fans something to keep them happy as well. And, you know, these are the two women to give it to, to make them happy. Um, and I think, you know, this has set up something great for WrestleMania weekend as well. well let's hope so. Because, you know, let's make sure they've got a plan. It's all well and good, you know, saying... We've got the, the new Women's Tag Team Championship, but you, you need a plan. You need to kind of where you're going to go from here, where it's going to be in a year's time. You know, I love all the, these first that we've seen, the, you know, first women's matches. And again, you know, first time ever Tag Team Championships. But let's just make sure they've got a plan. And I think we've seen with the Horsewomen and we, we've seen with, uh, you know, stuff that's going on with Ronda Rousey, Banks and Bailey have been uh, two people that have been completely not forgotten about, but just kind of mistreated it seems this past year and let's hope tonight is their road to kind of redemption i wouldn't be surprised or rose walked out because you know i know management's quite high on uh, mandy rose at the moment called sonia deville you know she's got a lot going for her what do you think of the elimination chamber it's changed its look a few times but now it's it kind has of yeah one. well you know going back from the first one they've obviously got the mats outside i think we noticed that last year at elimination chamber um it seems a bit more squarer now as well I think it's a bit more to protect, obviously, the competitors. And the right way to do, you know, modernising it. I mean, they went from, like, a conception to, you know, something that's a lot better now. And they've done the same thing with, like, cage matches as well, didn't they? They used to have the blue one with the huge sections in it. And now they've got 
the po- probably better cages. Yeah, I mean, this, this is the thing, isn't it? Like, so Hell in a Cell has changed now. It's kind of got a little bit, you know, thinner, a little bit taller. So it looks like they're basically this kind of same dimension chamber might be a little bit, you know, in, in a couple of little parts because it's got extra pods. But Banks and Bailey started off this one strong. They're taking down Deville and Rose. Oh, we're going to see maybe the double elimination there, but it didn't happen. And Sasha Banks came so close to defeating Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. Now she gets a chance to make history. Oh, oh, hanging both uh, Rose and Deville up. And now, old school. No, I know. see Banks doing old school on Bailey, but Bailey was just helping Banks up to the outside. And it'd be interesting to see if they survive, what happens between Mandy Rose and Naomi as well. Yeah, because there's a lot of history. We've not had a really payoff for that yet, you know. I mean, th- Naomi, again, is another one that's kind of being completely forgotten about. You know, think how, how great she was, you know, last year as uh, getting the WrestleMania moment as women's champion. And now kind of like an afterthought in this one as well. It's a bit, a bit weird. I mean, there is a lot more women, obviously, than there has been in the past couple of years. But... Well, out of the... 12 women, five of them are former women's champion. That's credit to him, you know. You've got a couple of up-and-comers in Deville there. Absolutely slammed down. Banks looked to eliminate it, but Bailey stopped it. So would you like to have seen Bliss and James in this match? I hope Bliss and James would have made a little bit more sense. You know, you talk about proper tag teams. The Carmella and Naomi one a bit kind of thrown together, even though they are matching outfits, which I always appreciate in tag teams. I will, I will say that here. Uh, but I, I think you can, you know, maybe do something else. I think for me, the Iconics, this is the division that's built for them. I, I think with their kind of pers- personality yeah. and humour and what we've seen, I think they could be really, really good as a kind of, dark, not the heels with the belts, you know. Like, I think that would be a good fit. Because I, I don't think Bailey and Banks are a proper tag team because it's just two strong singles, you know what I mean? Like, But you had that with Team Rated RKO. Yeah, look what happened there, you know, so... Do you class Rated RKO as a great tag team? Like, do you, would you class Banks and Bailey as a great tag team? Um, I think Rated RKO was probably a better tag team than Banks and Bailey. But oh. to be fair, at least they had a division to go against. So let's, you know, we'll maybe judge that again in a couple of years' time. Yeah. A tag team list now. Women, you know, will feature that. Will the Iconics feature on the list of years to come for top twenty-five tag teams? You but know? you know, you've got the Iconics. You've got Absolution. You've got the Riot Squad members. I mean, you know, you've got the lesser two of the Riot Squad members yeah. and Ruby Wright hasn't even got a match. Oh, she hasn't. Well, she hasn't. Oh, yeah. So we could see Riot Squad leaving with all the gold. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. They're going to be obviously Ruby Riot involved in, in this match as opposed to get, going to get destroyed by Foster Rousey. You know, this is the kind of thing. What's good for you? I mean, oh, DeVille went for the kick on Banks, dodging out of the way. They're, but, not, they're not defined how long the, the periods are, shouldn't say that, until the, the next woman come out. Well, Mandy Rose has got her foot stuck in the chamber. Oh, cool. gets hung up by Bailey. Who was it? Was it our truth the guy's head stuck? <laughs> head rounded? No, Kofi Kingston. Kofi. <laughs> <clears throat> and we're seven seconds away. There we go. We're going to get the next person away. Seven seconds away. Who is the next team that's going to come out? Jack Snooker. The Iconics. Oh. The Riot Squad. Neither of us are wrong. We both lost the point. <laughs> <clears throat> and Banks and Bailey immediately cutting them off. So you got these, you know, two of the teams in here. They've made their debut on 
following nights. Yes. I mean, it, you had one made it on the Monday, the next made it on the Tuesday. And they've done well, I think, this past year. You know, I think out of the two teams, I would say I like Riot Squad more, but I feel the more talent was with Deville and Rose. I think Rose has kind of, you know, taken on these past couple of months. And I think Sonya Deville, there is definitely something about I've said that she should be facing Oscar. I quite know, like Sarah up. Logan. You know, and Liv Morgan, she's she's very easy on the eye. She's easy. Sarah Logan's fantastic. There's a couple of moments in, I think, WWE 24 episode where you see kind of behind a character and kind of, you know. But I think most definitely it's like that her look and it's definitely a character about her. Well, I think with Liv Morgan, she, she might get caught up in that thing of looking too similar to Alexa Bliss and... And Mandy Rose no and Lana. No one compares Lana. to Alexa Bliss. And has uh, Mandy Rose got lipstick on her tooth? I'm sure she has. Yeah, it might be blood. And now we're going to see Riot Squad and Deville and Rose going at it. Absolution. Yep. Match that no one wanted to see. Ooh. Oh, a huge knee from Deville to... Uh, from Matt... From Sonia Deville to Sarah Logan. I think it knocked her front tooth out and Liv Morgan didn't like that. So now she's going after Deville, which I don't think is a great idea to trade strikes. Well, having a slapping match and Liv Morgan gets the upper hand. Well, credit to that, but... Oh, a Matrix-style move, but... Still got slapped in the face. Roll up, but... No, only a one count. One. Banks and Bailey are having a well-earned rest. Yeah, fair play to that. And Deville would just not Liv Morgan down. I don't think Naomi's taken her eyes off of Mandy Rose. Bailey looking to capitalise. Oh, goes for the cover on uh, Liv Morgan, but Morgan managing to kick out. Ah, a big knee by Bailey in the corner. Now she goes after Deville, building some momentum here. Takes down Morgan after Logan. Oh, back suplex. Bailey's standing tall. I don't think Carmella's taken her eyes off Corey Graves since this match has begun. You know, (laughs) Graves is Corey. And now Bailey's going to go up, but gets cut off by Morgan. No, he gets cut off by Rose. Nailed it. And now Deville up here. Oh, they're going to try a double suplex. Bailey, uh-oh. Well, Logan and Morgan have got hold of Deville and Rose. Oh, a bit of a slightly botched triple tower of doom there. Well, it's been an absolute war so far, but who's the next team out? Carmella and... Naomi. No, Demina. <laughs> the Iconics. We're on fire. All right, the Iconics come out trying to capitalise on the carnage. Ooh. Rose kicks out. Uh. Logan kicks out. Uh. Morgan kicks out. Uh. And Deville kicks out. Uh. And Bailey kicks out. Uh. And they are not happy. Look, Billy Kay is going to lose a shit in a minute. And so is Peyton Royce. Well, they're telling the ref how to count up to three. That was three. So would you like to see Sarah Logan team up with the War Raiders when they make their uh, main roster debut? Or Nikki Cross. You know what I mean? I think that oh. might be interesting. No, Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox. Both crazy. Easy as a fox. Oh, my God. And Logan sent into the ring post by Royce and Kay. And now double team. And this tag team wrestling is all about when it comes well, to the iconic. as far as bonds go... There is no stronger bond than the Iconics. You know, they're just taking Deville out. Drag Morgan into the ring, face first into the mat. Oh, the old face first in the mat. And the ref just picked up some teeth from the canvas and put them in his pocket. And Logan down as well. 
Well, Banks is not 100% going into this match. But if she has been cleared, but maybe they're just going to take it maybe a little bit easier with her. And now they're going to look to put Bailey away. Oh, wow. Knee to the hand. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a huge knee to the face. They're going to pin Bailey. No, Banks comes in. She's uh, had a bit of a rest. I think she <laughs> fell asleep in one of the pods. <laughs> She's alive. Well, she has got a strap on her shoulder. Got Banks, but no, it's fighting away. Sasha's managing to fight off both Billy Kay oh. and Peyton Royce. But not for long. And now they've got Banks. Oh. Capitalising that strapped up arm. Spinning heel kick. Goes for the cover on Banks. Two. Oh, but Sasha managing to kick out uh-huh. from both of the Iconics on top of her. Well, it would be difficult if... No, leave it. And now the Iconics cannot believe that Banks showing his strength, but we know how tough she is. Probably the toughest woman in here. And I've said for the past four years that she wrestles like a man. And Banks has definitely got something about her in this one. <laughs> here we go. We're going to take her outside. They screech. They're going to go in the fucking chamber. Well, they're going to Try and ram their heads through the chamber, I think. Or just ram it into the metal link fencing. Yeah, you can see the chain right up against Bailey's face. Causing a huge indentation, marking and bruising. Oh, and then bounce Banks back head, back of the head first onto oh. the mats on the outside of the chamber. Well, Dan, how thin are those mats at the side of the chamber? I'm not quite sure. I've never been ringside for these mats, but I'm presuming they're just mere millimetres thick and it's not over concrete, James. It's over metal. And now... The Iconics have got Banks and Bailey. Oh, my oh. God, that was dangerous. Bailey got a hill of the foot there to the face. Now, both getting dragged in. Now, rolls across, goes for the cover, but no, again, Boss and Hug managing to kick out. Ah, ah. And they're wearing matching uniforms. They should not have tried that. Banks actually blocked, protected Bailey's face. I mean, she is such a safe worker, despite what she's done to Paige. Hmm. And now they've gone outside as the Iconics are going to focus on Rose and Deville. Deville. I was going to get there. Just takes me a little while now. I'm getting a little bit older. Turning their attentions to Morgan and... and Dan, uh, we're seven seconds away now for the next team coming out here. It's going to be the Glows. It is going to be Tamina and Jax. For the second time in a trot. Glow! Yes! Ten bonus points to me. No. And again, we're in matching uniforms. Naomi with a kick to the face and cross bodies over the top rope. Well, impressive by Naomi. And now Mandy C- Rose is making her way in. Carmella has got the Iconics in the corner. Now it's getting chaotic in there now. Well, Deville, Rose, the Iconics, Morgan and Logan. They're I all set up in corners. Banks and Bailey. Bronco Busters. That's Corey Gray's favourite move there by Carmella. The moonwalking, trash talking. Oh, now another double Bronco Buster. And Team Money Glow, Glow Money, Blow Corey Graves. Infidelity. <laughs> glow Corey Graves for money. And now it looks like Billy Kay climbing up the side of the chamber. Peyton Royce gets kicked to the outside. 
Now Carmella's climbing. Corey Graves is asking where she's going. Is she coming here? Oh my god! And Liv Morgan gets. And Graves knows off. exactly what that smells like. It smells of Graves, probably. And now Billy Kay is going to look the power bomb, Carmella. No, Mella turns it round, sends Peyton Royce headfirst into the chamber. Oh, Logan there, not happy, but Carmella stopping it. Hits her with a super kick. Well, let's not forget, Carmella has beaten Charlotte and Oscar on pay-per-view right, last year. And a beautiful split-legged moonsault by Nobi going for the cover, but again, Morgan stopping the pin attempt. No eliminations yet, and only one team left. Oh, Mella with a diving crossbody. Gets caught by Bailey. Banks suplex. There we go. We turned it up now. Billy Kay with a boot to the face. Goes for Banks. But Banks catches it and hits him in the knee. Oh. oh. Back reverse. A gory special. A code breaker there by Morgan. Tries it again with Rose. She gets turned inside out from a suplex. Sarah Logan comes in. Cuts off Mandy Rose. Fisherman suplex to her. Oh! DeVille with a spear. Super kick from Carmella. Everyone's down. I tell you what, it's not too bad. I, I didn't know what it was going to be like. Yeah, obviously they're trying to find their spots in places, but they're definitely giving us something here. Well, if this is the thing, and anybody that says, like, oh, why are you having a go at Carmella? We're going to have. We haven't got Graves at exactly the same time. Graves is... Well, in all yeah. fairness, Carmella was single, Graves isn't. Yes, yeah. Carmella knew Graves is married, but, you know, it takes two to tango. It's free yeah. sometimes. And if you're on the road, <laughs> if you're on the road with people, and sometimes happen, look what happened with uh, Edge and Lita as Carmella has got the Corey special in, but no, Morgan's stopping it. Mandy Rose stopping it. Rose stopping it. Very cheeky of her to do that. And now oh. we get the confrontation. Are we going to get a payoff to this? Naomi. I mean, we've got cheating in real life and we've got cheating in kayfabe. <laughs> and this kayfabe is better than the real life one. Oh, my God. Naomi with the strikes but gets stopped straight away by Rose. Oh. But bump. You. But Peyton Royce with a roll-up. Both women pinning her. Two, three. Oh. And Mella Money Glow Naomi have gone. Well, nice shoes, but and <laughs> you can't accelerate. A nice elimination, though. It Very was. innovative. Very nice. Double and team Carmella's going to go back to her position table. But why are the Iconics acting like they've just won the Tag Team Championship? They do realise it's elimination. There's still more teams. Well, everyone knows that a great heel team, they brag about everything. And yeah, now <laughs> they're bragging that they've done it and are th- think that's going to come unstuck because they're getting surrounded by everyone now. Well, I think therein lies a problem. They took too long to celebrate and now they're caught between Sarah Logan and the hard place. Oh my God, but wait a minute. We're seven seconds away, James. I'm going to say the team is Jax and, and Snooker. Snooker. Yeah. Yes, I got it right. Nia Jax's right hand full of the most deadliest in the business and Tamina's coming out with a vengeance. Of course, her dad is a murderer and Jack's now sending Rose into the chamber. And the heavy favourites, I think that's a bit of... It's nothing to do with weight. Well, they're definitely bringing it and they're the freshest tag team as well. And Rose trying to get out of harm's way. 
and the Iconics, <laughs> they barricaded themselves in a chamber pod, very wise from them. Well, they, they don't want to be in trouble. They're trying to hold the door, but... It's like Freddy Krueger's out to get you, you can't escape. They're just toying with their prey now. Oh, no, they're trying, but they can't fight them off. Oh, and Snooker and Jax managed to get in there. Uh-oh. And now Kay and Royce are apart from each other. Oh, oh they get slammed into the side of the chamber. It's a bit like Hulk and uh, Loki. <laughs> Puny human. Oh, my God. And Royce and Kay thrown in. We're thrown around like rats. But at least they've got each other. And are we going to see it? Jewel Samoan drops. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. Oh my God. So the Iconics are gone. But Morgan, Shining Wizard to Snooker. And they both turn their attention onto Jax. Well, this is going to be the best. Well, this is going to be the only way to eliminate them. Nice double drop kick by the Riot Squad. And now Logan throwing Liv into Jax. Oh, Hurricane Rana into the middle turnbuckle. Logan from behind with a drop kick. And now Logan's got Morgan. Oh, oh a <laughs> very innovative stunner. Wow, Logan threw to... Morgan into oh. it. But Jax threw Logan into the pin to stop it. And now Deville's in. And she's got about a business quite well in this one as well. And Rose with a knee. Both going for the cover on Jax, but she manages to kick out. Oh. Well, Banks in and Lufez press double. One by Bailey, one by Banks. I think the problem for me in this one, they've gone two, if you know what I mean. We haven't seen Banks and Bailey for, you know, a few minutes and then they come back in and now we're not, you know, I want to, they're going to do it, try and do it all at the same time. Continuity. Yeah, it's like money in the bank, you know, when people are just waiting for their spots. So this is a problem, but... It's been a great match nonetheless, and we still have no idea. Well, we know the Iconics. Oh, my God, wait a minute. Logan slammed down there by Banks and Bailey. Goes for the cover to... Oh, oh but she still manages to kick out. Uh-huh. Even though she had Banks and Bailey. Well, we've seen a couple of double pins and only one successful. That was when the Iconics pinned Naomi Carmella, but both those teams are out of it. So it could be any of the other four. And now double Irish no, reversed. Bailey sends Rose into the top turnbuckle. Takes Deville's legs out. Catapults her into Mandy. No, into the second turnbuckle. Mandy Rose has moved out of the way. Yeah, they missed the spot. They're going to have a conversation now about what to do. They're going to repeat it again. You can hear them talking to each other now. And now Deville's hung up on the top and they want to stick Rose in the bottom. I mean, what would you like more? Bottom or top, Dan? Oh! Uh, I'm a power bottom. Well, that was powered down there by Banks. Going for the cover on Deville. Oh, but she manages to kick out. Ah. Mandy Rose dragged in, but Snooker and Jax have uh, come and interrupted the boss and hug connection. Yeah, Jax just engulfed Sasha Banks there. And it looks like Liv Morgan. He's trying to uh, <laughs> climb <laughs> out of the way. Get out of harm's way. Same oh, so with, is Logan. Yeah. Going on top of the top of the top of the top top of the chamber pod. And Nia Jax was going after him, but gets stopped there by Rose. Rose gets sent into the side of the chamber. Oh! Oh, Cross body and 
Jackson, Rose get taken out on one side. Deville and uh, Tamina get taken out on the other. Logan throws Deville in, but again, Deville manages to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Well, I tell you what, Morgan kind of leaped off. Logan was just like, fuck it, I'm going to go for it. <laughs> just yeah. took him out. Morgan again going up. Uh-oh, and now Jax stopping her from getting up to that chamber. Uh-oh, and now Jax has got Liv Morgan. Draped over her shoulder. Goodbye, Samoan Liv Morgan. Drop from the second. And that might be it. Logan's down as well, and Snooker. Going for the Superfly Splash. Oh! Takes them both out. Covers them both. Two, three. Right, squad are out of here. And I've got a feel now that Jax and Snooker are the clear favourites. But Banks and Bailey there with a double drop kick on Jax. Sends her into the corner. Turn her attention to Snooker. An incredible... Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God. Drop, drop toe, toe hold into a knee. No, Jack stops it. Incredibly, the two teams that started, Deville, Rose, and Boss, uh, and Banks and Bailey, are still in this. Well, Jack's sending Banks to the outside on top of Rose and Deville. Well, it might not be pretty, but it sure is effective. Yeah. And now Jack's got Bailey again. Throws her outside. Well, no, Jack's just waiting for Bailey to get up. Jesus Christ. She nearly went through the back one as well. <laughs> she nearly came through the crowd. <laughs> My word. Jesus oh. Christ. Well, Jax came hard right there and you can see the damage left inside the chamber pod. The purple-headed warrior, get back in this one. Thanks. Come on, Banks. Jax came hard and fast. <laughs> she came everywhere. And they're all turning their attention to Snooker. I think they see the opportune moment now that Jax is down. And they're working as well oiled team. Double kicks by DeVille and Rose. Banks with a double knees off the second. Bailey up to the top. And they've got her in position. Here she comes. Big elbow drop. And they're all going for the cover. One, One two, two, three. three. And Tamina uh, and Snooker and Jax are eliminated. So the two that teams is huge, and they pan on <laughs> Jax. Well, we're down to two teams, and then two teams that started. It'll be the two teams that finish it. My God, and both uh, we picked them as well. We picked Banks and Bailey. But all Deville and Rose upset us. There we go. Both teams just going to give everything they got now. An exchange in right hands. And it looks like Rose and Deville are on top at the moment. Uh, Bailey turns it around. Sends Rose through the ropes but gets caught with a knee to the shoulder. And now Rose got hold of Bailey on the outside. I think she's out so then they can both turn their attention to Banks. But Bailey blocks it, turns it around. <laughs> sends Rose into the knee of Banks. Well, Banks recovered but Deville now going to go for the roll up to... Oh, only a two count. Well, Bailey hit the knee on Deville. Backstabber. Bailey to Bailey. Go for the cover. One, two. Oh. Rose in just in time to break up the pin attempt. Buff is over and done with there, but credit to Rose. And Banks and Bailey can't believe Maybe they can't get it done. Maybe we think they're going to do it, but they can never just get over the line. 
Mandy Rose kicking off Banks and Bailey, trying to climb up to the top of that pod. They're getting chased down. Oh, Banks has managed to climb up behind Mandy Rose's back. Banks kicked Bailey off of the pod last year. And now they could be going for the tag team, even staring at each other saying, what do you want to do? And it's, let's get rid of Mandy Rose. Oh, my God. I mean, they must be at least 15 foot up in the air. At least 20 foot up there. Ville's looking to climb up there to make the save. She gets kicked off by Bailey. Well, it looked like we're going to double suplex there, but Deville might... Oh, no, I was going to say stopped it, but it got kicked off there. Oh, but Bailey get knocked, gets knocked off by Rose. Oh, oh, Bailey back first into that post of the pod. This comes down to try and help her friend. Well, Bailey may be out here. And now Banks might have to finish this match. Throws Deville into the chamber by herself. Rose from behind. Oh, oh. fucking hell. Sends Banks shoulder first into the chamber pod. Not like the, the hardest part of the chamber as well. It looks like Rose going to put Banks away. And Rose is going to win too. Oh, Banks managing to kick out. Oh. Well, thank fuck for that. Don't get me wrong, I don't mind Rose and Deville, but I can't believe. Goes for a second cover, but again, Banks managing to get the shoulder up at two. Two. Banks gets thrown shoulder first into the turnbuckle. And now Rose and Deville are going to uh, plan away to win the titles, and Rose has picked up Banks. Oh, oh but Banks moves out of the way. Rose gets speared by Deville. And Deville just wiped out a tag team partner and Banks. It gives Banks a chance to recover. And Bailey a chance to come through. Oh no, wait a minute. Banks though has got hold of Deville. Trying to lock the Banks statement in. And Deville struggling to fight it. Making sure Banks can't get her hands clasped together. Banks she... has got it locked in now. Yeah, she's got it locked in with her leg. Well, her shoulder's buggered. Oh, and Deville taps out. New tag team, well, first ever. Not not the first ever, but... Yeah, fuck it, the first ever, yeah. WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. Mm. Yep, so you'll win the match, and the WWE Tag Team Champions of the World, Sasha Banks and Bayley. Unbelievable, Dan. What do you think of that match? I thought it was all right. It was there was too much waiting for spots, as you mentioned. You know, during the matchup, I think the ending was good, and it was a good, innovative way to do it. You know, you know, Sasha Banks has got an injured shoulder, puts a variation of her finisher in as well, which was good. Yeah, it it was it's a it was a very good feel good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe like it's a bit a bit long in places, but it's nice to showcase it. And I love the fact Banks and Bailey now get their moment with the crowd. You know, the crowd were definitely into it. And it's really, really good that we're seeing them have their moment, you know. And I think it's a really, really good match as well. Don't get me wrong, a great way to start the chamber off. Uh, Prediction-wise, both get another point, so we go two all uh, into that one. And we are quickly heading into the third match of the night, which is for the SmackDown Tag Team title champion. For the SmackDown Tag Team titles. And it's going to be the Usos going against Ms. Man. Vince McMahon versus The Miz and Shane McMahon. And let's have a look at the promo. 
I was never considered best in the world till you came along. This could be something. Shane McMahon, The Miz, co-besties. Think about it, Shane. Best team in the world. I don't know if... Uh... Shane, my dad goes to me, wow, that Shane McMahon, he is something else. This guy is a man without fear. He will jump from coast to coast. He fights for what he believes in, Mike. Could you imagine if you and him tagged, you'd be the best tag team in the world. Now that, that is something to be proud of. So I knew what I had to do. I had to set out to make us a tag team. We could be so good together if you just give us a chance. Miz, what you just said really resonated with me. Ever since I was a kid, I always dreamt about being tag team champions. But I have to say that I am so very, very proud to be walking into the Royal Rumble with you as my partner. Let's try this. The following contest is for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Oh, oh and look at Shane right out of the gates. Just leveled Sheamus. Shane's on oh. the top. Oh, my God. Sheamus and Cesaro, you can't just topple them in your first night as a team. Oh! Shane is going up top! Oh my god! Hey, Miz, won't you do us all a favor and shut the hell up? The number one contenders, the Usos, you are looking at blood. Twin brothers, a tag team since day one. You're calling yourself the best tag team in the world? That's disrespectful. Standing in front of you right now is a true tag team. We about to get real. Six times are coming soon. Shane, Miz, welcome to the Usos. The only thing that is real are these right here. You dig, Oos? Oh, man! The Usos absolutely mean business, and the quote-unquote best tag team in the world had better be prepared for a fight in Houston. Well, the Miz is here, and he wants to thank his dad and his child and his his wife, Maurice. And oh my God, here's Maurice! Oh, they got a huge announcement. What is it? What's the big announcement? The big announcement is they're having another baby. Yeah. Just as I didn't think this night could get any better. Congratulations, Miz and Maurice. Fan to this. I mean, I know they're going to talk a little bit. That's fantastic, but. It's been a bit of a weird one. Miz as a babyface. Dan, you were saying it doesn't work. No, absolutely not. I think, you know, he is, he's a better as an annoying heel than a facey face. It, it just, I, I don't think it works for the Miz. No, there's something about him that's just not likeable. And I think that's where the Miz works best. But I think the Miz can play a face. I think, you know, he can do it. It's not as good as his heel character. 
but you know, I, I think it's, it's storyline has been given a lot of mileage to it, and ever since they won the World Cup, you know, it's kind of played it out. So credit to them for doing that. But I can't believe Shane McMahon and the Miz are tag team champions heading into this going against the the Usos, sort of Usos, super kicking uh, both men. Uh, when they had the, the face-off. And, uh, and this one should be an interesting match-up, of course, my man here. Prediction-wise, Dan, who have you gone for in this match? I have gone for Miz and McMahon to win the title, to retain their titles. But obviously not using the word retain because that is outlawed. Yeah. And you two have gone for? I have gone for Miz Man in this one. I just can't see him losing. I think the storyline's got a lot more juice left in it. I think at Fastlane, in the next pay for you, we might see a little bit of a split there. I mean, this is their first total defence here tonight going against you, so, so it should be a good matchup because we know the talent kind of involved in this. I just hope we don't see another coast-to-coast announce table spot. I think Showman calls upon that too much now. Do you know what I mean? You need to kind of tamper that a little bit. I think we'll see the Miz a little bit more in this but, one. But, you know... What else has he got, though? Uh, to be fair, not a lot. I mean, are you, are you past your show at man point now, or...? The novelty has worn off. You know, you see him do a few high spots. Yeah, it is good once in a while, but... I think there are a lot of other teams in there more worthy of being in this spot than just because of his surname. Yeah, I think so. You know, I, think, I don't mind it once a year, or if it's put in a feud that makes sense... But when it's put over younger talent, we talked about earlier during the kickoff how much younger talent or how much talent is actually not being used. And this could be a perfect storyline. You know, talk about tag team championships. To have The Miz and uh, Shane involved might be in a slap in the face for a few teams. You know, I know we've got the revival over on Raw now and they're going to start, you know, the tag team division here again. But I mean, I, I don't know if I really want to see a Miz versus Shane McMahon mania match. It's going to be exciting to me. I you know? don't think it is because, you know, again, the Miz, if he's a face, is he still going to be stealing Daniel Bryan's moves? This is the thing. We've, we've seen it. But it. It's almost like it's too fake because he's saying, like, I want to thank my mum and dad and everything he's doing. It just seems like he's well, being you know, a the first, heel, the you first know? sentence out of his mouth was, yeah, let's congratulate the new tag team champions Sasha Banks and Bailey, and we made history here tonight. You know, it's yeah. like he can tow the company line, and like you said, he's got the, uh, the, the son of the boss as his tag team partner. Uh, but keys to victory in this one. I mean, the Usos have been a bit quiet of recent times, but they are just. Well, they have been fight, in Uso Penitentiary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the story last weekend, and, uh, or over the weekend, and they're not really mentioned it, you know. And do you think WWE are fair not to mention it, or do you think it, it should be brought up? There's some things they don't mention, and some things they do, don't they? And I think... Yeah, I, I think, you know, they, they do kind of start this quiet as, you know, I'm sure we're not going to get any mention of Corey Graves cheating on his wife as well. <laughs> you know, there's there's things that they keep quiet, and there's things that they can play on. Yeah. I mean, you know, if they was a face tag team and they was going up against Hills, maybe the Hills might say, well, look, you know, you're a couple of jailbirds, rah, 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 and use that as part of a storyline. But this, it's... No, it's, it's definitely white versus black here tonight. Uh, if you look at the colours as well, you know, show the colour of the white baby faces, you know, you kind of got the heels dressed in black as well, uh, which I think is quite a cool visual, you know. I do hope they... I love tag team wrestling, you know, and um, I do think if they can improve the vision as well, I think it will definitely help because it's so just entertaining, you know. We see it on NXT, you know, the great matches they can have, you know, and, and I definitely think there's a lot of potential. So have WWE gone back to dual branding pay-per-views now then? Because, you know, we're going to get mixed on this. 
Yeah, I think they're sticking with the kind of the, the mixtures happening. But my thing is, is that with the NXT call-ups in January, they're kind of being on Raw and SmackDown, and that's kind of not been defined. I know we've got a brand, uh, draft coming up, or, you know, a superstar shake-up as it was, but does it really matter anymore when you see people like Charlotte and... Uh, what's the fuck her name? Charlotte and Becky Lynch on Raw and on SmackDown at the same time, you know? It's, it's kind of weird, like that. Well, I think Becky Lynch I write live because, you know, she's chosen Ronda Rousey and she's a SmackDown woman, so... You know, that, that makes sense, that's justified, but having, you know, just people appearing willy-nilly, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And Miz there dodged a double kick by the Usos, hit one of his custom clotheslines in the corner. Oh, for fuck's sake, Shane Man's first move. Straight away in. But he gets distracted and takes down Jay oh my god and Jimmy comes into a huge forearm and Shane sunset flip over goes for the roll up to oh, oh. Jay managing to kick out oh a well old team there elbows and kicks by Ms. Man. and Jay gets eliminated from the Royal Rumble over the top rope Jimmy's oh. in well there we go assisted arm dragging in double clothesline over the top and Shane and the Miz mocking the Usos were like hyenas on the outside coming up with a game plan well Miz wants it right there and Jay comes in to oblige but the Usos are five time champions in their uh, own right I, I love the Usos what the Usos have done you know it's been incredible when you think about how kind of gimmicky where they were when they first came in with a face paint uh, you know, and to manage to turn that round into these cats, it's kind of reinvented themselves. But they've sort of verged on the facey fringe as well, though, recently. Well, this is the thing, isn't it? And then they've kind of switched right back to hills now. And it's like, well, what way were you going to go with that? We sort of kind of respect with a new day, didn't we? And what was going on there? I think the Usos can do both. And I think maybe someday, you know, you could go back to the kind of... Maybe not go back to the kid-friendly colour, but it could definitely be faces. You know, they're that talented. I think when it comes to wrestlers, if you've got enough talent, I think the fans will get behind you no matter what, you know? And I think with the Usos, it's definitely there. Well, yeah. Jimmy throws Miz into the corner, hits him with an uppercut. Jay gets the tag in. And that's what the Usos are all about. And Jay with a forearm in the corner. And he's going to keep him there. And again, Jimmy gets another... Miz gets his legs sweeped. Oh, Ooh. and split the difference. <laughs> Oh, good job the Mrs. Gomery's pregnant because <laughs> they won't be able to do it tonight. Well, I think two will be enough. Miz trying to fight out from Jimmy. Needs a desperate tag to Shane. Oh, but gets turned inside out of a clothesline. Gets dragged to the Uso corner. Jay gets the tag in. Miz trying to ta- get him thrown back to the Uso corner. Jimmy's in. And Miz in the wrong part of town. He's getting his shirt ripped from his back. And oh. gets thrown at Shane, but Shane snatches it out of the air. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mr. Perfect. That was good reflexes. And even, you know, all the shenanigans and everything that's going on, he's slowly caring for the Miz as well. It's, it's weird in that way. He is, I think he's starting to like him. And I tell you what, Jimmy's starting to like this match as well. You can see he's smirking. No, James, he hasn't got a cigarette on his garb. He's just got a smile on his face. Because he can see... Uso's becoming the six-time champions, but as I say that, Miz rockets out of the corner, takes down Jimmy. And a huge clothesline now. Miz finally getting his bearings. Me. Looking for Shane McMahon. Now here comes the money. 
Clothesline. Look at this. Usos. He runs like a man 20 years younger. Whoa. Kick to the head of Jay. Punches him in the face. <laughs> Irish rip now. Back body drop. Huge right hand clocks him. Jimmy comes in. He gets caught by Shane with a float over DDT. <laughs> One for Jay. Goes for the cover. One, two. Oh. oh. Didn't hit the leg on that one, so mean Jay managed to kick out. Uh-huh. Now the Usos are stacked up in the corners. I'd be looking for coast to coast. I remember this used to be <laughs> like a phenomenal movie. Like, oh my god! Now he's gonna try coast to coast. Bang! Oh. Hits Jimmy, but can Shane recover to hit Jay with the same move? He's thinking about it. No, he can't, surely. Don't call me Shirley, but we know Shane, he's a McMahon, and he's got grapefruits the size of grapefruits. <laughs> and now Shane's going up. Toughness. He's going to go for it all right now. Oh, gets caught with a super kick. And now going up top, Uso Splash. Goes for the cover. One, One two. two. Oh, but the Miz comes in to save the day and his title. Phil takes A seasoned tag team veteran. And he's had people like Sandow and Alex Riley under his wing through time. I don't think the Miz has actually been alone because it's either them he had like the Miz Taraj. Yeah. Or Maurice just coming yeah. out with him. Ric Flair was there for a time when he turned face. <laughs> and the Miz desperate for the tag in. Shane has just hit two coast to coast. So well, left? he hit one and got caught with a super kick on the second. And true that. True that. Goes to the announce table. You win the bonus points. Oh, my God. And Miz springboard in. <laughs> I don't think he could believe what he done. The Miz just hit his springboard, Dan. He could be on 205 Live as his flight in agility. Attacking Jay. Uh-oh. Oh, gets caught with a Samoan drop, though. But does a great single wrestler beat a great tag team? That's the question now. And now it looks like you're going to take the Miz out. No, Miz manages to move. Plants him with a DDT. One, two. Oh, oh a kick out for Jay. Oh. What I liked about it as well is looking around, wasn't he, to see where his partner was and then got the shoulder up there as well. Uso rolls to the outside. We can see the Miz fly. Well, the Miz... Doesn't take too many risks. It's more like an elevated baseball slide. He was legitimately like six foot off the ground there. At least three foot off the ground. <laughs> and now he's got the announce table. Here we go. The showman man drinking game at home is going to be complete. Oh. oh. Jimmy's just taken out Jay. Inadvertently, obviously. And Miz with a kick to the face. Glances across to Shane and then back to the announce table. <laughs> yeah. Back to Shane. And the fans charting tables and they want it. Miz urging Shane to go up. But would would Shane give it to him? Well, Jay Uso's on the announce table and Shane is just going up. <laughs> Shane can barely stand. Oh my God. Here comes Shane. Oh! That, that did look awesome, actually. Shane just sprang off. Took him, Sam Jay Uso. 
Well, Miz, it's down to you now, mate. you got to go win it for your team. Well, Jey Uso's out of the picture. So is Shane. It's going to go back to a one-on-one match. Jimmy versus The Miz, and I think my money's on The Miz winning this in a one-on-one situation. Situation, and Miz is going to roll up. No, Jimmy again. Rolling through, but skull crushing for... Jimmy's fighting out. Super oh. kick. Miz just falls back. I think Miz lost the front tooth, then, and Jimmy going up. Looking for an Uso splash. Now he comes off the top. Oh! Knees up Mother Brown for The Miz. Two. Fr- oh! Only a two count, though. Two. Miss Skull Skull Crushing Finale. Rolls him over. There you go. One, two. Roll up. Two, Two, three. And Jimmy pins the Miz. (laughs) And the Miz is as shocked as we are. Oh, my God. My perfect score's ruined. So's mine. Oh, well, yes. Fair enough. Well, my God. The Miz bottled it. He bottled it. He had his chance. And he's bottled it. I never, so, James. I thought I'd say that about the Miz. Last week he was mocking me because he had so many champions. Now, who? Who? Well, Miz might have lost his championship. So did Bobby, Bobby Roode. But my man, Buddy Murphy, is cruising Oh, you're champ. putting all your chips on the Murphy train now. What a great match he had. But what a great match this was, Dan. Um, I thought this wasn't bad. Maybe a little bit too long, but told a story and I'm shocked towards the end what do you think well Shane I can only remember him hitting three moves two of them were coast to coast one of them was a coast to coast attempt and the other one was an elbow off the top rope to the announce table yeah but look at the bounce of that (laughs) he's like skimming stones in the water you know it wasn't your technical (laughs) style of matches it is just a Shane McMahon alright go out there do something fucking batshit crazy yeah and that'll be you. Well, Miz is checking on Shane. Well, how is uh, the team of the Ben the World, the two World Cup winners, how are they going to fare up now that they haven't got their babies? Well, Shane says, right, look how much he's sweating. Well, he has given everything here tonight, Shane. He is in his 50s, James. No, to be fair, you know, but what about this Uso six-time tag team champions, eh? Yeah. And you're going to lock him down like you did... Uh, Luckily, did with the revival. They're going to give the use of those tag belts and say, "Look, stay with us, and not in AEW." Um, but we do move on, and that means prediction-wise, it is two all still. So neither of us get a point there, but we are locked as we head into our fourth match of the night, which is for the Intercontinental Championship. And it's going to be Bobby Lashley versus Finn Balor. Not just Bobby Lashley, though, James. Bobby Lashley and. Leo Rush, yes, and versus we'll, Finn Balor. Will Leo Rush play important factor, Dan? What we thought the build up to this match and the, and the match itself really makes sense. Well, I, I don't know. I think Rush has added a little bit. Saying I think if they haven't got any kind of storylines for him, it's WWE's own fault really for doing that. I think the Lashley Lashley stuff that he was doing was the right kind of. Mate, I mean Lashley's not the kind of champion now. I mean, what was he doing before? Really, you know, he's not. I don't think he's ever going to be a main eventer at the moment. You know, so I think it's good to hear. Uh, but what about Finn Balor's invo- involvement? Are you happy about him in the Intercontinental Championship? Uh, I think it is... For if he is to win it, and I'm not saying he will, but will it bring some fidelity to the Intercontinental Championship? I mean, it's kind of fallen flat. You've had Seth Rollins. I think he kind of give it a bit of legitimacy. I think, you know, 
for all this worth, the last legitimate Intercontinental Champion was The Miz. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. But I think if Balor does win or Lashley, what can improve the Intercontinental Championship? It's it's having it featured more. Like, Seth Rollins did a great job, but Seth Rollins held that, and now he's going to move on to bigger, better things. If Finn Balor was to win, then does that mean he's going to move on to bigger things? I don't think so. I think this is his ceiling for him at the moment. Uh, and uh, I think that's where we go. But prediction-wise, as Lashley and Rush are out here... Prediction. So who have I gone for in this match? Well, Dan, I've got... An, I've gone for, and I know I don't like him before you say anything, but I've gone and new Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor. Uh, well, why that is I don't that know. is a bold, bold I don't know. prediction? I don't know why. But you know, we've seen a new women's tag team champion, we've seen a new tag team champion. What are the chances that we're going to see a third new championship on the row? And that kind of plays into my pocket because I've gone for. Lashley! Well, Lashley. Look, I mean, Finn Balor, don't get me wrong, there's stuff I don't like, but I, I can see what he gives. I don't think he's a main event talent, and I know people are going to complain about that, but I think the Intercontinental Championship is a perfect place for him to go. As for Bobby Lashley, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I wouldn't mind Balor moving on to feud, uh, you know, with someone who can actually work and bring out a good match. I think Balor's problem recently has been he's involved in never ending feuds. You know what I mean? I know. My fucking God. Is Finn Balor challenging his inner Alex Wright here tonight or what? Has he got a pop school in his pants or is he just pleased to see us? I mean, unbelievable. Uh, so, we get involved in this one. So, we've gone different then in, in match four as Balor is here now. Well, we're going to see the demon tonight. <laughs> yeah, I did. That one's for you, Mark Tardis. Championship on the line. Keys to victory, Dan. What does Lashley have to do? What does your man have to do if he wants to retain? Um, I think send Leo Rush in there first to wear him down and then get the tag into Lashley to just uh, dominate him, basically. I think it's true. I, if I was Lashley, I would use Rush as a kind of human shield. You know what I mean? Like, if Bala wanted any offence, throw Rush his way. Well, Rush started off, immediately tags in Lashley to say, look, you soften him up. And I'll fly about. But if Rush was to pin Balor, does that mean Lashley retains then? Or would Rush become a new Intercontinental Champion? Maybe that's what he's looking for. Yes. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, they don't really explain it, do they? No. It's like the Chamber. They don't really explain how long the intervals are or how long matches are actually meant to take place. And now Balor working, lower body, and you're only going. Working legs. Take the problem is we've seen Rush on 205 Live. We know he can go. And I would say there's a bigger discrepancy between Balor and Lashley's physique than there is Rush and Balor. Oh, most definitely, yeah. Rush isn't too much smaller than Balor. And, yeah, I think if you add Balor and Rush together, they'd equal a Lashley. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think, yeah, a Rush and Balor is Lashley. But don't get me wrong, Balor is ripped. Yeah, he's in great shape, you know. So for, for size and just... Yeah, for size, Balor yeah. wins, I think, at the moment. Oh, sorry, you talk. I oh, know, not that size. Sorry, I, I got confused. Sorry. Well, Balor sent into the turnbuckle by Lashley, and Dan. I mean, this is just you know, not to wind you up or anything like that. But we have gone different here, and I made a bold prediction myself. You know, we make bold predictions, but I have said that come WrestleMania will be free and O on pay per view to WrestleMania here on the WNL podcast. 
So we'll see what shall happen. Would you reckon you've got any different later on? I mean, what we've got left? We've got Rousey, Chamberman. Oh, you've obviously got Randy Orton because you always got your guys in the chamber matches, didn't you? Well, I would have gone for one of your guys in the chamber matches, but none of them are good oh, enough to why? Do, why? Can we, please, can we contract the Internet title match here? Battle, <laughs> battle there with a kick, taking Lashley down, but getting distracted by Rush. Oh, and Rush playing a very pivotal part there. Balor now trying to sunset flip, but Lashley kicked in the midsection. Well, Balor sends Lashley to the outside, and oh, Rush like grabs the leg of Balor. Again, playing a distraction. Of Balor's chasing Leo Rush round, straight into the path of Lashley, who just oh. runs through him, sends him back first into the barricade. And I actually don't know how Finn Balor's going to win this one now, because in a way, like. Lashley's going to beat Balor, could beat him one-on-one, you know what I mean? He doesn't need Leo Rush there. And in fact, if he was to lose, it would make Lashley look incredibly weak, no matter what they fucking did, actually. Well, you know, if what if Balor manages to take Lashley out, you know, hurt him along in Adegar on Leo Rush and then get the victory that way. Yeah, I mean... That is probably the only conceivable way that Balor has got. It could make Balor look really weak if Lashley softens him up and then... Leo Rush hits the victory. Yeah, imagine it. And then you could argue, you know, Rush and Lashley. I mean, are they going to do a long-term thing? I mean, you, you couldn't have... Uh, probably, if Lashley had a problem with Rush, I think it would be easily dealt with. Do you know what I mean? It wouldn't be like one of these things. That, I mean, we are seeing at the moment is Nash and Mysterio having their feud, you know. But and Lashley's not a giant, but with Rush being so small... He, but then again, he's in there at the moment with the first ever Universal Champion... And just things have turned around on him now. No, oh, yeah, he's but... just got his downer and then immediately tags in Lashley, who runs through Balor as soon as he starts getting some momentum. The referee was kind of in between Leo and Lashley, stopping the tag. Well, Lashley went for the cover. Balor gets showed up at... Mm. Well, Balor has... Oh, powered out of it, but... Face first into the mat. Lashley with a cover. Oh, oh only a two count, though. Two... And Balor stays in this, and Lashley's got to realise he's in a fight here. Lashley became the Intercontinental Champion last month, winning against Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. And what happened with Dean Ambrose in the kind of title run? They kind of gave up on that, didn't they, ever since? Pretty much, yeah. It's obviously he must have told them his intentions when he just won the Intercontinental title, and they were like, all right, we'll take that off you then. All right. And now look at Leo Rush, though. He's come in. He's got the abdominal stretch, made famous by Wilbur Schneider, locked in. See, I miss seeing the old abdominal stretch, but then they reach out behind him and a tag team partner, then a ref catches him. Yeah. Oh, no. And then they finally catch him on the third time, the ref kicks the hands and breaks it. You know, I kind of like that tag team moving, but you rarely see it nowadays. Well, let's hope they bring it back as Rush gets thrown out, but now he's trying to take control, spins across to Lashley. Gives Lashley a chance to rest as Leo Rush runs about with Balor and then Lashley just straight to the power moves. But the way this match is going, it is kind of teaming up for a Balor win now, isn't it? Well, he's been beaten up for the past few minutes. Uh, so that does make me wonder if it will. But again, with WWE, don't usually give you moments that will make you happy, you know? So that's what you kind of... The crowd's definitely not into this. I mean... People say, you know, oh, we love Finn Balor. Well, where's your support now? I know people online are doing it, but where's that kind of, you know, the chance? Well, I think this is kind of a 
They just dislike Lashley more than they like Balor. Mm. But this is the problem. To be a huge star, you know, you think about your Daniel Bryan's, your CM Punk's, or your AJ Styles. They're getting cheered. Oh, wow. Lashley looking, going down into the three-point stance, looking to take out Balor. Rush tags himself in. Lashley looks a bit pissed off. Well, Rush saying he wants the championship. He's going to hit the final hour. Oh, Balor moves out the way, though. Oh, my God. Taken out. And Rush is in Lashley's bad books at the moment. And now can Balor recover? And as I say, the, the crowd, the, with, with those type of wrestlers, the crowd gets behind them no matter what match they're put in. And it might be the same for Balor now as he tries to get to his feet. But Balor hasn't really got a thing. You know, you've got the yes chance, you know, when Daniel Bryan was a face. Yeah, I mean, you've got the, the entrance in a way, yeah. but... <laughs> the too sweet for me is too generic and now Rush trying to get to Lashley Balor stopping him but you know aside from them chanting Balor Balor there's not really <laughs> Finn Finn <laughs> win Finn win <laughs> and Balor taking down Rush and knocks Lashley off the apron double foot stomp to the chest Lashley's in swing blade for him Oh, and Balor now going to send Lashley outside. Eliminates Lashley from the rumble. Throws Leo Rush out as well. Balor's going flying. Oh! Hits both men. Throws Leo Rush. Rush in. Foot kicks him into the corner. Going up top for the coup de grace. Go on, Balor. Balor takes down Rush. Up to the top. Coup de grace. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. <laughs> oh, my favourite wins the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> oh, and Lashley comes in and he's pissed off with Balor, chases him out of the ring, but doesn't change the fact that Balor is the Intercontinental Champion. Oh, my word. Well, and the fans did cheer quite loud. I mean, I couldn't hear him over you fucking screeching <laughs> like a bitch. Well, sorry, I get caught up in my mind. You know how much I like Finn Balor. And you see the crowd celebrating with him now. Well deserved. You know, this chap, Intercontinental Champion. Uh, I've always said it. Go back and listen Hypocrite. to the What? Hip-o-crit. Oh, come on now. All right, what did you think of the match? It wasn't terrible, but it was nothing really to write home about. I think, you know, given... The right opponent. I think Leo Rush versus Balor probably would have been a better match. Yeah, I think it would have been well. It felt like a Raw match. It's kind of put in here, and you're like, is anything going to happen? And he realised that when you know after Balor with a coup de grace, oh yeah, the Intercontinental Championship is on the line. And now you got to ask yourself questions between Ronda Rousey. Uh, now you got to ask yourself questions between uh, and Bobby Lashley now and see maybe that team is not going to work out. You know, not happy with each other. Well, and you got to ask questions, what's going to happen with Rush and Lashley as well with that? Well, uh, you can imagine Lashley is going to be very pissed off with uh, his hype man. He is, but I'm very happy with Finn Balor because that means, prediction-wise, I go point up. It's three to two to me. Uh, four down, three to go here at the chamber. Balor walks away as champion. And I guess we move on with Finn Balor celebrating. What a great moment. Probably deserved. Hypocrite. What? Finn Balor. My name's Finn Balor. And Finn Balor is smirking. And look at Lashley, so pissed off, pacing back and forth. He is seething. Well, Leo Rush is apologising. 
Is a FaceTime for Rush? <laughs> He's just not likeable enough. And Lashley's saying, what's up with that? He had him done for the spear, and, Lash- uh, and Rush tagged himself in. It's the beginning of the end. I think that is where it all went wrong, yeah. And Lashley's got hold of Rush. The biggest cheer Lashley's ever got. <clears throat> oh, no. No, he's not going to do it. Or a face turn for Lashley. I mean, he was the one known as a smiling assassin. No, he's helping Leo <clears throat> Rush to his feet. Nope. Plants Rush. And walks out of here without his hype, man. Well, I guess Lashley's done. With the hype, and he walks on. He's, he's well. He's leaving here tonight without his hype man, without his Intercontinental Championship, and you can see. Well, which one do you think he's more upset about? Well, exactly. <laughs> I think we can see in his eyes what that means. Unbelievable stuff here, and I think that answers our question from earlier. Uh, but we do move on, and up next is the WWE Women's WWE SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. Uh, we see a clip. Of at the start of the show, it's weird that it had a camera there as well to see Becky Lynch getting assaulted by Charlotte and the chair. Not Charlotte chair, Charlotte and the chair. Sending a statement. Well, that was from YouTube. Well, yeah, the exclusive footage. And uh, here we get Charlotte now coming out. Well, do you think Charlotte's out here ready to say something, or do you think she's going to scout her WrestleMania opponent? Ronda Rousey will be fighting Ruby Riot soon. Soon. I don't know. She's probably the... I don't know if she's attractive, but she's ugly. Do you know what I mean? Like, her yeah. body is awful. Well, there will be a moment when you're dogging her from behind and she just gets a Ric Flair look in her face <laughs> and it's like, oh, nah. Or, or in your case, it'd make you go harder. Yeah, mate. I'll be fucking backdropping myself and shit. But, no, I, I don't know. There's something about her in some light. Mm. She's like Ronda Rousey. I mean, you put Ronda Rousey in the Expendables yeah, 3, she is fit as fuck, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in a ring with that dodgy fucking eyeshadow she wears, yeah. nah. And Ruby Wright. Ruby Wright, again, you know, without that side head shaven exposed, I mean, other bits I like of her mm. shaven. But none of them even s- stand in the same light. Charlie Baggard Caruso! <laughs> <laughs> Free Becky Lynch and the man signs all around the crowd. Becky is not a panda, Charlotte, all right? How dare you... S- oh, sorry. She's saying she, she Becky panders to the fans. Whereas what the Charlotte fuck doesn't. is up with Charlotte Flair's fake tan? Well, oh my word, yeah. Missing a bit there. Well, at least she's trying her best, bless her. And she's saying when she gets to WrestleMania, she's going to make a statement. A bank statement. She is the wheel of dealing, kid stealing, jet Kiss stealing, James. <laughs> jet flying, push bike riding. <laughs> never afraid to fight, never afraid to breathe. Fucking Andrade Almas. Do what she please. It's Charlotte. Oh, wait a minute, though, because Ruby Wright's out here now. And Charlotte was talking. Well, they're all set on facing Ronda Rousey, but you don't want to discount Ruby Riot. No. I think great talent. You know, we, we saw her in NXT, you know, even though she wasn't there for long, she's made quite an impact on uh, Raw. I think if you look at the the women that came up at the same time, Absolution, the right squad, Ruby Riot is the most 
polished of the lot as Charlotte is going to watch on for a WrestleMania opponent. So up next is Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey. Dip Dan. Um, uh, so what have I thought of the build-up on this? Well, you know, it's all well and good having uh, Ronda Rousey there, but you need viable opponents. Is Ruby Riot a viable opponent? Yes, with more build-up. You can't just say, oh, she's going to be putting a match of her and then, you know, be a, be a viable threat. I really like Ruby Riot, but I think with Rousey at the moment... It's WrestleMania all the way. And we see that with the promo. Again, making it feel like Raw or SmackDown. Having her put in there. Uh, Dan, what have you thought of the build-up to this? There's been nothing, isn't it? Shit. Should we move on to predictions? Let's move on to predictions. James. Who have you gone for in this match? James, I have gone for Ronda Rousey. I mean, this is just... Uh, this match is elementary, isn't it, dear Watson? It's, it really is. I mean... Yeah, I've gone Ronda Rousey as well. In this. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be, yeah, job done. You know, uh, sometimes you can have different changes on February pay-per-views and, March, you know, stuff like this. I think Rousey is going to be women's champion come WrestleMania. Uh, and she's going to win here tonight. But I hope it's a, a competitive match. And Rousey's just a little bit different now. She's taking a page out of the Shield book. Yeah. Maybe ready for war here tonight. She's going to prove that she's not expendable. Maybe she's looking towards her ultimate challenge come WrestleMania with Charlotte. But she's got to be fighting that championship here tonight. Fuck it. So has she dropped the Rowdy gimmick? I mean, she's not wearing her mm. kilt out here and uh, Rowdy Piper's jacket. Well, we're seeing a more serious side to Ronda Rousey. To fight. <laughs> <laughs> Referee. So here we go. We've got the introductions. And yeah, Ronda Rousey, more serious. The rowdy one is ready to put it all on the line here tonight. I mean, it, let's just sit and watch this one. Because Ronda Rousey, I don't think... She, it reminds me more of a UFC time coming out. Just She's not smiling at all. And right... Straight off the blocks. Oh, my God. Right on the attack. Trying to mount her. And Rousey's She hasn't off. even got her hair like braided back like she normally has. She's just got it back in a ponytail. A couple of arm drag takes down. Right, rolls to the outside. And Ronda Rousey saying, you coming to fight or what? And Ronda Rousey is laser focused at the moment of Ruby Riot. Women's Championship means the well to her. And right now, just look at the frustrate, Ronda Rousey. Well, she has been around the world as a competitor, James. Right. She knows exactly what to bring. Well, she's the veteran and Riot is going to use those ropes. And a huge we want Becky Charm. Yeah. Yeah, my God. I mean, they obviously don't like Ruby Riot there. Sacrificed in seconds to Ronda Rousey, who now stares off at Charlotte. Well, she is just basically fodder for Rousey and Charlotte slash Lynch. I mean, should that really be on a pay-per-view, though? It feels more like it should be on Raw than it should be at a pay-per-view here. Ronda Rousey staring at Charlotte. Indeed, yes. <clears throat> And Charlotte looking on. She won't be scared to get in there, though, with Ronda Rousey. Prediction-wise, it means that I've uh, another point to us, and it's 4-3 now. We're going to get a WrestleMania standoff now between uh, Rousey and Charlotte. And uh, Becky Lynch is hobbling away down to ringside on a pair of crutches. Well, we saw the video earlier. We talked about the injury sustained. And a huge Becky chant. Here in Houston, as Rousey and Charlotte looking on. 
We can't keep the man down. Well, security's not stopping her. Lynch throwing the crutches in, and it's not a smart idea at the moment, is it? Oh, she well, can... she's suspended, and she's wearing Dr. Martens. And she can hardly get to her feet. Fans charting this, but this is not good to see. <laughs> well, you can't keep a good man down, and Ronda Rousey looking on. Charlotte can't believe it. Oh, crutch to Charlotte! Oh, and just starts wailing away at the arm of Charlotte. <laughs> Lynch getting payback. She looks all right now. Breaking the crutch over Charlotte. Oh, my God. Well, a bit of payback from last night. And Roger Rousey just looking on going, yeah, all right. <laughs> you batshit crazy, girl. <laughs> and Lynch just laid out Charlotte. Oh, and again, there's no security, no officials, and Lynch wants Rousey to pick up a crutch. We're gonna face. It's like a fucking sword fight. Now Lynch is saying to Rousey, "Go beat up Charlotte." Remember she did that to you at Survivor Series. The crowd want her to do it. Uh oh. <laughs> well, Ronda Rousey now might be embracing her dark side. Lynch from behind to Rousey. Oh my god. She just hit her on the forehead. Oh my god. She's just. <laughs> Smash it from the Rousey's Lynch. Becky's <laughs> beating everyone up with a crutch. Well, she's saying if I can't be in the main event, <laughs> none of you two are either. Rousey's <laughs> herself, but to no avail. Oh my god. Stay down, Rousey, for fuck's sake. And oh my word. Gosh, you just hit her in the crutch with a crutch. Well, the referee tried to take the crutch away from Rousey. <laughs> and Rousey was like, no, wait a minute, Lynch still needs to use this to beat the fuck out of me. The man has made a statement. She seems alright to me. Well, still hobbling about on the leg, but. And now Lynch getting escorted away by security. Oh my god, look at the blood of Rousey. <laughs> look at Lynch just loving life here. Dan, what do you think of that? It certainly sent a statement and you know, you can't help think what the ramifications will be for Monday. Um was it worth having this segment on the end of it as a, and having a shorter match? I think I think this segment could have happened instead of a match there, if you know yeah, what I mean. But I think the match it kind of put Rousey over. Yeah. And then, you know, you obviously get the Fansaki coming out and getting carted away, Austin-esque. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and, you know, many similarities to it. Uh, And I think that's what's great about it. Uh, What a fantastic angle. But we move quickly on to our next match. No disqualification. Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. I've gone for in this one. Braun Strowman, the monster. Monster among men here for Braun Strowman. Dan, who have you gone for in this match? Well, James, I have gone for Baron Corbin to win the match and Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley to come out oh, and help him. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, 
Of course, I've gone for Strowman. Yes. Baron Corbin is going to get these hands. And it looks like Baron Corbin's got a weapon. No, it's his jacket. Throws it at Strowman. Well, jacket off. Tries getting the blind attack on Strowman, but that comes unstuck. And Corbin got them hands. We talk about feuds that never end. It seems like I've seen Strowman versus Corbin so many times. But they're bringing out the weapons early on. And they've got single ball cane. Uh-huh. Weren't it before... TLC, when at TLC? Well, Corbin was the one who hit Strowman in the back of the head with a title belt before the match at Crown Jewel, wasn't it? With, with uh, Strowman couldn't... Was it Crown Jewel? Yeah, couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. November. Yeah, November. That's how far along ago it was. No, you're right. I really like Corbin, the blind wolf, but this is not Baron Corbin. I don't know what they're doing. Corporate Corbin. Corporate Corbin. And Strowman, they've just completely cut his balls off, haven't they, really? It's like, this is a man everybody thought was going to get the job done. And they've given up on him. It's not like he's injured. I don't know what no. he's done backstage to piss someone off. Well, but... didn't he get his shot sort of taken away from him because he was injured? And then kind of come back and it's... Oh, yeah. I'll Taken away because of the Rumble, yeah, exactly. And then he was in the actual Royal Rumble match, which didn't make any sense. So, I honestly don't know what they're doing with Braun Strowman at the moment. I don't think they know, to be fair. I don't think they know what they're doing with Baron Corbin. Well, they kind of keeping him on tender hooks until Bray comes back, you know, perhaps. Well, Bray's been ready for, you know, at least a couple of months now. At least a year. (laughs) (laughs) We don't don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to team up with Sanity? Because, I mean, Sanity Sanity has been... Well, Strowman's got a... Oh, my God. Singapore Kane. He says, that I don't need weapons. I've got two weapons here. These hands. And you're going to get them. Well, I've only got one wrong here tonight. And I think Strowman is definitely going to deliver here. Corbin on the outside. And here comes Braun. Oh. Sends him into Barry Cade. Takes him down. And then here comes Strowman again. Running all the way around. Oh, oh, Corbin throws a chair. Strowman catches <laughs> it and says, nope. We'll get these hands. He caught him. Oh, but this time Corbin sidesteps Strowman, sends him face first into the steel stairs. Corbin must be the only guy who it gets caught with that every match, whether it be ring post or as we see stairs now. When is he going to learn he's got to stop chasing people down? Corbin's got the stairs. I mean, they weigh at least £300. At least £500. Straight into the shoulder of Strowman. Is Corbin going to run all the way around the ring to take out Strowman? No, he's just going to follow him. Oh. Well, stares to the face. And again, this doesn't really feel like a pay-per-view match because we've seen it so many times. And after we've just come on with a really hot Becky Lynch angle, we're going to get onto this. And the crowd's kind of like, oh, for fuck's sake, we're dead. I know that you know it helps the Elimination Chamber match out itself. You know, I think the pacing has been alright looking through the card of what they put where. But well, again, again just, this is just as no better than a filler match. Yeah, this is exactly what it is at the moment. This match has no implications to it. You know, there's nothing. Whoever wins, they're not going to get anything for it. Yeah, exactly. And their road to WrestleMania is probably Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal. You know, at the moment, I can't see even men having single matches no. on the pay-per-view, you know. Now, Corbin, so far, you know, with the help of the Singapore cane and the ring steps, he's kind of got the upper hand. 
but as we saw, try, man. But as we saw Finn Balor earlier, the more you worked on, the more you got the big comeback. And it looks like Strowman's busted open his hand. The Corbin's taking far too long pandering to the crowd. You've got to know against an opponent like Strowman, you've got to keep on him. You've got to go and get some chairs out. You've got to get some tables out. You've got to use everything you can. Put the big man down. Yeah, exactly. He is a monster among men, you know. And Corbin's had this problem. It's the Bray Wyatt school of wrestling where he takes so long, you allow the opponent to get back into it. And he does. There you go, Strowman, a clothesline. Strowman with three or four big moves. Corbin is in a lot of trouble. I think Corbin, since he's had his hair cut, that's kind of cut his push. It really has, hasn't it? It's like, you know, the money in the bank. And then it's the he's like, okay, we get money back. I'll tell you what's a good idea. You know, get your hair cut. And then it's just like... All right, instead of going for the lone wolf, put on the corporate wolf. Yeah. People love guys in jeans <laughs> and traps. Shoot a fucking... Suits. Suit. And now Strowman's got the table. It's not even like we need this for a table spot because we have already seen a table spot, which they've miraculously repaired. Fair play to WWE team. Indeed, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are nonetheless getting a table set up in the corner. Yes, Strowman. You! Like any good 1980s wrestler, pointing and letting us know what he's going to do. And who his opponent is. <laughs> He's going to put Corbin, no. Corbin right oh, to the eye. Come to the eye, yeah. Foot to the face. No, Corbin caught. Oh, running power slam through the table. There we go. Oh. It's my man. Well, you asked where he was earlier. Now he's here. Look at that. Sinister Scotsman. And he is out here. Great. I'm so pleased he's positioned in this part of the card. Are you glad he's teaming up with Baron Von Corbin? My God, Corbin's got such talent, future WWE champion. Tell you. And he wants him. Oh! And Lashley from behind. Oh, I mean, I'm not upset to see McIntyre, but you ruined this match for me a little bit, prediction-wise. Are you not upset that McIntyre's kind of in the non-pushers match. I mean, you know, the non-pushers stable as well, it seems to be, with Corbin and Lashley. I don't know if McIntyre, you know, the whole point McIntyre is that he's better than this. Don't team with Lashley. I mean, these three guys, well, take out McIntyre for two seconds. These two guys are non-pushers, aren't they? Well, yeah, at the moment. And to be associated with a non-pusher... There you go, you're going to be a non-pusher yourself. But, then again, look, you know, Strowman was getting over on Lashley then, and McIntyre was the one to stop it. I know Lashley hit the spear. Oh, it looks like Corbin is directing McIntyre and Lashley, which is never good to see. I, the last thing McIntyre needs is to be in a three-person group right now. I'm sorry, but... I'm a one-man band! He should be a guy just fucking getting on with his own business. Yeah. But they're putting the still steps into the ring, the base parts of them, both of them side by side. This certainly isn't going to look good. Well, we've got enough still in the chamber, but now they're adding it more with the stairs. And McIntyre realising he's got to work the crowd a little bit. Fair play to him for that. 
And now McIntyre talking trash to Strowman. Oh, McIntyre again making the mistake of letting a big man kind of come back. But Corbin with a chair to the back of Strowman. Corbin is the ring leader, James. Uh, so McIntyre and Lashley are both Corbin's bitches. No, no. I... That is Bo Dallas right there. And that is Curtis Axel. And Corbin is the Miz. Uh, who Would you rather be in Lashley or McIntyre's position? I'd rather be in Strowman's position, personally. <laughs> I wouldn't, because he doesn't get anything from this. He looks weak as shit, and he won't get any comeuppance. Well, he doesn't look weak as shit. You've got the Scottish psychopath. You've got fucking Bobby Lashley, who is the dominator, you know, hard-ass yeah, man no, as well. But Strowman, Three of probably the most powerful. But how many folks. times has Strowman had to one-up on anybody? Like, every big match, every match he seems to be involved in at the moment, he just can't get the job done. He never comes back from it. Look well, the, against Brock Lesnar, he was hit in the back of the head by Corbin, yeah. kind of put him off the mark. But people don't see that. They see the loss after loss after loss. And what it looks like now is going to be another loss on Strowman's uh, uh, resume of, of matches he should have won. If you've got a monster, you protect him in that way. But he's Look losing he just, against three huge guys. Few huge guys, yeah, don't get me wrong, but still... If he's no, going to two of these, if, two of these use coined as being future heavyweight champions. And if he's uh, if he's a stone cold esque or if he's like that, they fight off that many guys. Look how many people they fought off in the time. You know, look how many people John Cena fought off in the Nexus. He fought off when you talk about three guys. That I'm just saying it from a Strowman well, point Rand of view. Well, Randy and John Cena beat the whole roster, didn't they? Uh, it's not about you. It's about Strowman getting triple power bombed. Off the stairs, Corbin into the cover. Corbin wins. No points each. Well, that's bullshit with the predictions and McIntyre Lashley. And Lashley just turn about face. So there we go. We've got the three, three man band back together. Oh my God. Well. You've gone and done it, WWE. You always go and do something that fucking really annoys me, and there you have it. What did you think of? Oh, is it my match? What are you more pissed off about, this or Finn Balor winning? Not in the points predictions way, but in the result. Oh no! In, like you know, in, in, in this, it, it, with McIntyre, I don't care. With, with Balor, to be fair, are you more annoyed that McIntyre's kind of had to, not had to, but aligned himself with these guys? I, I mean, McIntyre's. Definitely destined for yeah. a huge push on his own. I don't, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. I don't know why they've changed it all of a sudden here. It's disappointing. McIntyre doesn't. He's not on. A, he, he's on a different level to Lashley and Corbin. And I think even Strowman at the moment it should be treated differently to that. It might. Well, be would my you bias. rather have seen McIntyre go over Strowman on his own? Yeah. I. Do you know what? At this moment, if it in time, was a match, if it was a one-on-one match instead of Corbin yeah. versus Strowman, that's, that's what I thought they might do. I'd rather lose the Intercontinental title to Finn Balor earlier tonight than see what I just saw now. Because this doesn't bring give me any hope whatsoever with McIntyre. They obviously haven't got a plan for him, so, you know, job's done. So, there we go after that. All the shenanigans, we move on to our next match. It's 4-3 to me. Well, James, we've seen The Miz lose his tag team title. We've seen Drew McIntyre join probably the worst stable since 3MB. What would be worse for you, James, is if Randy Orton won the Elimination Chamber, I would be unbearable, you would probably commit suicide, 
But that is just the way things are going. Yeah, and that is... <clears throat> yeah, and that is in tonight. The Elimination Chamber, the WWE Championship on the line. And of course, it is the champion, Daniel Bryan versus... AJ Styles. Versus Jeff Hardy. Versus Randy Orton. Versus Samoa Joe. Versus Jeff... Uh, versus Kofi Kingston. Versus... Nah, let's, let's do it again. Okay. Right. Right, so it's Daniel Bryan defending the WWE Championship against... AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan... Uh, fuck me. Samoa Joe. Randy Orton. Kofi Kingston. Alright, so as we see Jafali coming out, he's going to be in the pod to start off. What have you thought of the build-up to this? I'll give it to you because you haven't had a lot of it. <laughs> what have you thought of the build-up towards the WWE, WWE title match inside the chamber? Well, it's... Uh... It's been an interesting one, you know. We've got six very strong guys. I mean, Kofi Kingston had to endure uh, a gauntlet match to qualify for the Elimination Chamber after Mustafa Ali, who was unfortunately injured and unable to compete in this match. Um, all five of the, or all six of these guys could legitimately be champion. I mean. Orton has been multiple time champion. Jeff Hardy has been multiple time, well, two time champion. Yeah. Jeff Hardy's been a multiple time champion. Um, AJ Styles has been multiple time champion. Daniel Bryan is obviously current champion. Samoa Joe, definitely future champion material. And Kofi Kingston, in his own right, definitely deserves a heavyweight championship push. So backstage, we saw the Miz and Shane McMahon. Yes, well, um, Shane McMahon is getting tended to, obviously, after his uh, couple of leaps of th- faith that he had. Miz came in, all apologetic. Shane's like, look, don't worry about it. And Miz, he got a bit pissed off and a bit tensionated. He says, look, you know, I'm doing this for my kid, my wife, my unborn baby. You know, I've let everyone down. I've dedicated this match to my dad. I let him down. And Shane was like, look, go home. I'll see you on Tuesday night and Shane trying to defuse the situation. Situation. Well, that's interesting to see. And then Lacey Evans comes out, comes down the entranceway and just turns around. And, and why is she coming out here for? She's just doing like a, you know, the, the fashion walk, whatever they're called. Catwalk. Cat, she's just doing a catwalk, James, just to give everyone a taste of her vagina. No, everyone... A touch of class. She's bringing some class to the Elimination Chamber. Well, we're 49 days away from WrestleMania. And who will be the WWE Champion leading into there? There'll be a lot of twists on the road. Still in the Chamber, we know who the champion is. Dan, who have you gone for in this match? James, I have gone for my... Namesake, Daniel Bryan. Oh, Daniel Bryan. And I too have gone, Daniel Bryan. So, you know what that means, Dan, don't you? You're unbearable. I'm an unbearable arsehole because as I predicted or spoiled for everybody, I've gone 2-0 now with just one more pay-per-view left until WrestleMania. But I did put, not for any bonus points, but I have put or an RKO's AJ Styles after he's eliminated, setting up a Mania match between them both. Ah, and that, we'll be looking at this, the things, because that's what we should see, and, and it's a shame we don't really see it in the Rumble that much anymore, setting up WrestleMania matches like they used to in the good old-fashioned way, you know? So maybe we'll see it here in the chamber. We've got a lot of talented guys, you know, uh, and Randy Orton. You throw oh, them all oh, into the chamber, oh. you know? You can tell. 
is going to be uh, a, a good one here tonight. All right, what about some chamber facts then? Chamber facts? Well, James, I'm going to fact you so fact hard. You. Right, so this is the 24th Elimination Chamber match because obviously we had a 23rd one earlier. But most appearances. Most appearances. Well, no wrestler has competed in an Elimination Chamber match more time than Chris Jericho, who has been in eight bouts over the years. And second behind him is John Cena with seven. And which Randy Orton will hit during this pay-per-view. Yeah, man, that top five in this category, Triple H with six and Kane with five. Kofi Kingston would be at four. Had Edge not attacked him and stolen his spot at No Way Out 2009, a match the Rated R Superstar managed to win. Perhaps that would have been Kingston's lucky pod had things not turned out that way. Yeah, but it's surprising trend of wrestlers competing in one match and bowing out as 40 out of the 69 competitors, leave it, were only in one elimination chamber bout. There's only been one women's event previously. Well, there's been two women's events now. We know that Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Bailey, and Banks will reach two appearances or have reached two appearances while Alexa Bliss and Mickey James failed to qualify for the 2019 match. Mm. And most victories today, 17 men and one woman have won Elimination Chamber with 52 men and five women coming up short. Three well, that was until tonight, but we've got yeah. three women now. Well, three, won chambers. three of those men are the New Day, who are only one team to win this match in 2015. One-time winners include Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt, Chris Jericho, CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Jack Swagger, Randy the Man Orton... Roman Reigns, Ryback, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker. Now, well, Edge was victorious twice again, getting lucky in 2009. He wasn't scheduled for that match, while Cena has won three times. However, Triple H holds the record, record, <coughs> however, Triple H holds the record for most victories at four. 2003, 2005, 2008 and 2009. And Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks and Bayley now only three women to win an Elimination Chamber. Well, on to most eliminations, and sometimes even the smaller Vic count has a number of eliminations the superstar can score. Well, Strowman's got the most impressive record in this regard as far as percentages go. He eliminated five opponents, all but Reigns, in his only Elimination Chamber match last year, and eliminated 3.33% success rate. The most overall eliminations, though, goes to Chris Jericho at 10, which makes sense considering he's been in more Elimination Chamber matches than anybody else. Same logic applies to Triple H's seven eliminations in his six appearances. And there have been four superstars who won the event with only one as Big E, Woods, Reigns and Swagger only had to take out their last opponent to be victorious. Bliss scored two eliminations to score her so, <coughs> Bliss scored two eliminations to secure her win last year, putting her at the top of the food chain for the women's division as the other three eliminations were split between Bailey, James and Banks. Well, Daniel Bryan has just come out here on the microphone and telling the fans they're fickle. Looks like the referees are telling Rowan to go away. Well, Daniel Bryan's completely changed. You've seen a new WWE Championship belt as well. It's not really a belt anymore, is it? It's a... Uh, a vegan strap. A vegan strap, would it be? All right, so who's got the worst overall record then at Chambers? Well, at the opposite end of the spectrum, most entrants have accomplished nothing during their time in Elimination Chamber matches, and some superstars have particularly awful records. Yeah, well, the men... Are, uh, we did just do the men. Kane has tried five times to win and only managed to score two eliminations. Archon and zero wins from his four attempts. But the person with the most appearances, zero wins and zero eliminations, is Wade Barrett, accomplishing nothing in three Elimination Chamber matches other than taking three losses of his own. Well, a title has changed hands on nine occasions in the Chamber, with the World Heavyweight Championship being the belt swapped most, with four new champions being crowned. 
The WWE Championship follows that with three title changes, while the Intercontinental and ECW titles both sit at one. There'd be five Elimination Chamber matches that determine who would be number one contender for a championship at WrestleMania, but only once has that superstar been successful in winning the belt when the Undertaker won at No Way Out 2008 and defeated Edge at WrestleMania 24 for the World Heavyweight Championship. On to the brands, and Raw has had 10 Elimination Chamber matches dedicated solely to its roster, compared to the four for SmackDown, one for ECW, and one that was shared between SmackDown and ECW, and six that were contested when a brand split was no longer in effect. And SmackDown will receive another right now, and both brands will compete. Well, both brands competed earlier in the night. Well, just like the Royal Rumble, it's more beneficial to show up later in the match than to start it off. Yeah, Jericho's got the worst luck. It's, we've seen Jericho a lot here. He'll be one of the first two superstars in the chamber five times out of his eight appearances, while Sheamus is second place with three instances of not having the luxury of a pod. The luckiest draw goes to the Big Show, Cena and Undertaker. They've managed to be the final entrant in Elimination Chamber match twice, which helped Cena's 2010 win. Yeah, so that is all the fact. We just fact you. Look at this. We've even got a new graphic for how recyclable the WWE Championship is now. And Daniel Bryan is going to have to go coast to coast in this one to survive. He starts off Smurr Joe. And talk about Ring of Honor and old independence. These two men have had some wars. And it will be a pleasure to see these two guys go head-to-head right now. But Brian hasn't got Rowan's help. I mean, what's Brian got to do? What's Brian going to do to survive? He's got to go there with Joe. Well, we know Brian's got the longevity. We saw him in the greatest Royal Rumble. He lasted a record amount of time in that match. Hour and 15 minutes, 16 minutes, I think. He holds the record. He holds the record anyway. Um, but at the moment, he's kind of escaping Joe. Two heels starting off this match. Well, Joe's kind of a kid. He is a heel, but I don't think he cares who he beats up. We've seen that before. And it is quite heel heavy in this one. You've only really got Kofi. You've got three heels and three faces, James. Okay, well, really bounced out. Dickhead. <laughs> and Randall, and of course, we know he's going to be coming into the match last after he completely smashed a gauntlet match. Take the magic away from the first Elimination Chamber match. I think that was... It was quite a special one. Exactly. You love the first Elimination Chamber match, don't you? Shawn Michaels. And it was a story of him coming back from injury and, you know, getting the title off of Triple H. Let's see if they can deliver here. Joe just caught Brian in a heel hook. Tried a chop, but unsuccessful there. He needs to take some tips from Walter, I think. But now Brian's running away from Joe again. Oh, <laughs> now he's got nowhere to go. <laughs> From Samoa Joe. Oh, and Joe giving Brian a couple of huge chops. <laughs> right up against the chamber wall, nowhere to go. And now Joe picks up Brian, but Brian manages to land on his feet. He's caught in a powerbomb for the cover. Turns him over. And now he's got him with Brian. Well, if he taps out, we're going to be guaranteed a new Randy Orton champion. <laughs> well, Joe turns it round. STF. Switches through to the crossface. And Joe just like that can transition into four moves. The sub, the Samoan submission machine. And he's going into his first WrestleMania since being on the main roster. He's missed the past two due to injury. Will he have a role to play in a big match? I hope so. But again, it's another guy. At least he's in a chamber match. It's another jo- uh, It's another guy, though, that hasn't quite picked up steam since 
coming through NXT. <coughs> well, at least they're better off than Nakamura and Rusev at the moment, I suppose. And our truth, what happened to the United States Championship? Yeah. And yes, James, you are correct in saying it is yet another pay-per-view main event for Randy Orton. But at least the WWE Championship is main event in a pay-per-view, and that hasn't happened in about two years, I would say. And it is the first Elimination Chamber that hasn't featured a single member of the Shield since their debut on the main roster. And that's incredible when you think about it, and that's what we're seeing right now. And think all the young talent, and look at the chest... Of Daniel Bryan. Oh, Samoa Joe's chest has got some welt marks on it. When Joe dropped toe holds into the top uh, second turnbuckle. Bryan just trying to recover. It's been a slug so far. And now Bryan with a kicks in the corner. Oh, he got seven seconds to go, James. Well, Daniel Bryan realises that. He's going to keep an ear out. AJ Styles. No, Kofi AJ Styles. P. Oh. Kingston is the next man out. Straight after Brian and Joe. Now springboarding in, hits Daniel Bryan. And the fans really behind Kofi. Tries DDT in Joe, but gets caught and powered up onto his shoulder, manages the backslide. And Kofi move out of the way, kick to Joe's face now, up on top. Frog splash to the back of Joe. One. Two. Oh. oh, but Joe managing to kick out. Oh. And as Daniel Bryan sends Kofi into the turnbuckle, this is Kofi's chance tonight to walk away as WWE champion. He's won everything else in the career apart from the big one. And Bryan and set, set him up and on the top the turnbuckle. Huh? And Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank. No, championship-wise. Yeah. Championship-wise. And he, Daniel Bryan set Kofi up on that top rope. Oh, only a two count, though. Two. Did you know there's actually only one Royal Rumble winner in the match? Oh, fuck. Will you stop going on about Randy twice. Orton? For fuck's sake. We're talking about the other five. Anything else about the other five? Well, fine. Jeff Hardy has actually spent the longest time in WWE. Oh, no. Total time, Randy Orton. Probably Randy Orton now, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did try and put it on <laughs> you to... always I, I tried. Orton. I try put Look, it on. Can to we Jeff focus? Hardy. Daniel Bryan is trying to climb away from Joe. Well, <laughs> well, he's up on top of the pod, and he's just going to sit there and let everyone else fight. Well, that's that's fair enough. He's intelligent, and Kofi and Joe are going to go at it. Or well, Kofi doesn't mean rolling that. <laughs> well, his chest has gone black. <laughs> Blacker. <laughs> Joe now. Oh my god, Irish ripping Kofi. Kofi diving up to Brian. Face to face with Daniel Bryan. Brian's backing off like the cowardly heel that he is. And now he's got Brian. And Brian trying to escape now, and he is. Walking across the chamber. Very precarious position for these two. And Samoa Joe looking to get him some of it. Both men, and I mean, it must be at least 12 foot in the air. At least 20 foot up in the air. Oh! And Joe drags Brian off. Oh. Kingston kicking away at Samoa Joe. And Joe falls down at least 10 foot. At least 6 foot. <laughs> and it's Kofi there. No! Oh! Splashes onto Brian and Joe, taking them both out. He went backwards blind, 15 foot up. Huge Kofi Kingston chant as well. well. The fans absolutely love him at the moment. 
Oh, and Kofi trying to pin Brian, but Brian gets showed up at two. Two. Well, Kofi Kingston's got nothing to lose in this match. He... Everything to gain. Exactly. I mean, you know. Rolls he's... up Samoa Joe. Whoa. Oh, but Joe kicking out even though his legs are underneath the bottom rope. Yeah, but it's a chamber, so. Oh, let it slide. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, exactly. Kofi's been a veteran. He's been around for so long. He never thought he'd been in a position. He's only in this position due to the unfortunate injury of Mustafa Ali. And he's shone. His chance on SmackDown. He was fantastic in the gauntlet match. And he now he's here. An hour. Exactly. And now he's here to prove a point. It was Seth Rollins, you know, right, Seth Rollins-esque what he did on Raw kind of last year. Kofi proved that he could do this now. Yeah. And all in their own rights. All six of these guys are very solid workers. Five of these guys, Dan, are very good workers. And, and Samoa don't you have a go at Joe? What are you starting Joe for? Well, don't start Randy then. Yeah, but <clears throat> Joe trying to get rid of Kofi, but he's still hanging in there as well. Huge scent on those. Oh, straight on the hip of Daniel Bryan. Well, I doubt we've got long before another entrant. <laughs> we've got seven seconds to go before another entrant comes in. And here comes AJ Styles. Bonus point. Yeah, yeah. My bonus point. And here comes AJ Styles, Dan. Not only do I beat you on predictions, but I beat you on who's coming out of the pods as well. And it is a former WWE champion. I told you I'd be unbearable. Combination on Joe. And now Styles going right after the man who took away his beloved. Daniel Bryan managing to reverse the Irish Ripley. Back over by Styles. Catches Brian. A beautiful moonsault. And he's got Kofi as well. Oh, oh, reverse DDT and a normal one to Kingston. Goes for the cover on Brian, but Brian manages to kick out. Uh. Turns Kofi over. Two. Oh, but only a two count for him. Two. Fun fact, Randy Orton has held more heavyweight championships than the rest of the chamber combined. The rest of this whole show combined. <laughs> really the rest of this whole show. Charlotte Flair. WWE Championships. Oh, Charlotte Flair, WWE Championships. Women. She can't win the WWE... Interesting fact, The Miz, winning his WWE Championship, even though it's not many as Randy Orton, cashed in on Randy Orton to win the title. On a prone Randy Yeah, Orton. no fun little fact, Dan. I thought we like that. Yeah. <coughs> and also, fact, and also, Randy Orton is the only person on the whole show to win two Royal Rumbles. It's true, true that, true that. And he went on to WrestleMania, beat Bray Wyatt for the WWE Championship, and you went for Bray Wyatt. I remember that. <laughs> That's one of my favourite moments. And that is still... One more WrestleMania main event than uh, Drew McIntyre's been in. Can we please focus on the main event? AJ Styles, phenomenal. Well, I am focusing on the main event. Randy <laughs> Orton, he is the main event. Phenomenal forearm. Styles on Brian. Brian was hanging on to the cage. Oh, drop Daniel Bryan. I mean, it would take a complete legend to get AJ Styles out of this match. <laughs> well, Styles, roll up to Kofi. Got to put him away. Looking for the Styles clash, but Kofi managing to kick out of it. Uh-huh. Up on his shoulders. Oh, back of the neck. Goes for the cover, but Kingston managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Joe sending Styles into the chamber and then backdropping him back into the ring. Can you take advantage of this? No, he goes right after Kofi Kingston. And now Kofi with the kicks. Working Kofi on... Kingston. Kofi Kingston Joe and he wants some more because he's oh, caught him he's caught in the coquina clutch 
And Kingston flailing away as much as he can. And now using the turnbuckle, turn him over. Joe, too. Oh, but Joe kicks out uh-huh. with the coquina clutch. And Kofi slowly fading. Oh, jawbreaker to get some separation. Stars with a phenomenal forearm. One, two, three. Oh. And Joe is out of here. Oh, my God. And again, Joe, poor Joe. Didn't really, I mean, had a little bit of offense, didn't he? But, I mean, well, Joe. Could... surely it can't be long until another competitor comes in. Well, don't call me Shirley, but I've Joe there. Uh, unlucky son, which may be better luck next year. And there you go. We've got seven seconds to go, James. It's almost like they planned that elimination for when the entrance happened. Oh, yes. Jeff Harley is going to make his way into the match. I won't be around York because he's old. He'll need time to stand there. Yeah, see, told you. I told you Jeff Hardy was coming in. Is there any point Jeff Hardy being in it? Does anybody believe he can win the WWE Championship at the moment? Again. Uh, yeah, I mean... He's won more than Drew McIntyre. Yeah, but can you see him winning it tonight? He's won more than Drew McIntyre, though. Fucking hell, you're going to be Can you see there? Drew McIntyre winning it tonight? No, because he's not even in the fucking match. <laughs> well, Shut up, then. I don't, sh- I don't sh- see sh- any point, Case Jeff. and point. <laughs> Case and point. <laughs> What's your problem? <laughs> Do you like Jeff Hardy that much? Honestly. <laughs> I don't see any point Jeff Hardy being involved in this match right now. Don't get me wrong, I understand it's a chamber and you need six men. But I think but Jeff Hardy's going to do a swanton bomb off the top of the chamber pod. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? I, I don't, I don't want to see it. I'll obviously a Kofi versus Brian versus AJ Styles triple threat match. I think that would be much better. I think Jeff's missing a little step or two, you know. I think that feud around the Orton took it out of him. You know what I'm saying? Like That feud is like, oh, God, these two old men going at it. And I just got kind of, you know, took it away. I mean, what's Jeff Hardy really doing now? Sonic Extreme. Well, it's just like extreme, right? It's great, isn't it? But, you know... Like... What is your problem with Jeff Harley? <laughs> What's your problem with Jeff Harley? I don't know you like him so much. I don't have so a much. problem with Jeff Harley. <laughs> I was just saying... You have a problem with Jeff Hardy. i got a problem with Jeff Hardy. You've got a problem because you're jealous because he has won more WWE Championships than Drew McIntyre and Bobby Roode combined. It's not about that. Jealousy. Though, it? It's not jealousy. Fickle. So it's not jealousy. Fickle. You sound like Daniel Bryan now. You sound like that. your mum. Shut up. <laughs> I, don't, I can't believe. James, you know your role this. and shut your mouth. <laughs> you would carry on. If you're some <laughs> Jeff Hardy's going up to the top of the pod. He's trying he to. I think he's drunk. He's probably on drugs. <laughs> Jeff Hardy. You know mugs take drugs. Jeff Hardy's out on his feet at the moment. Slowly going to the top. And AJ Styles there. Trying to kick the leg away of AJ Styles. <laughs> I got, I got Jeff Hardy now is coming out the pod. <laughs> He's going straight to work on AJ Styles. <laughs> and now AJ Styles caught up on the top rope. Jeff Hardy's going after him. Now Kingston's getting his arm bent around the elimination chamber mesh. Well, Kofi's been beating up. Joe's had a go on him and now Daniel Bryan wearing him down. And now Styles on... Oh my god! Now that is why Jeff Hardy's in the match. He had AJ Styles draped over buckle, swanton bomb, sent him to the outside, but ate a knee from Daniel Bryan yeah. to eliminate him. So just have Shane McMahon doing that spot then, man. Just have him <laughs> coast to coast from chamber to chamber. Then he get pinned. It's pointless having Jeff Hardy out here. He's been eliminated. He's gone. And now we're actually getting a match that we all wanted and Randy Orton. <laughs> so- <laughs> 
Jealousy, James. Green is an ugly colour. Fickle. Green is an ugly colour on you. And now Daniel Bryan, if you can put AJ Styles away, he's got a half-injured go for Kingston. And I passed it round to Orton. I mean, Bryan definitely going to retain. Oh, my God. Styles caught the trio. Whoa. And now Kingston's been loaded up there as well. I've seen this move before. It's Brian working on Styles. And Brian's got Kofi. And now Styles is sitting up. Oh my god, look at the German suplex. Brian! Sends them both over. Well, Styles will have help. Enough. Seven seconds away from the best wrestler in the world to enter this oh match. God almighty. Just imagine what it would be like if you actually won oh this pay-per-view. Oh, my God almighty. Do you know what I mean? That is it, James. Imagine, oh, my God almighty. Imagine if you actually won the pay-per-view and had Randy Orton coming out. But, unfortunately for you, you don't. Well, So, here comes the bog- most biased commentary get- that we've ever had. Let's don't- not get bogged down over who's in this match. I mean, yes, he is better than the kick-off show. <laughs> that is enough said. And, yes, he hasn't joined a stupid-ass stable with Baron Corbin... Lashley. No, he had. And yes, James, he hasn't lost his tag team titles tonight or last Monday like your guys have. He's in here working over AJ Styles, who is in a prone position in the corner. He was in the Fantastic Group Legacy, wasn't he? That had so many great moments. Evolution. Legacy. Evolution. <laughs> Legacy. Evolution. Legacy. Evolution. Legacy. Free man <laughs> band. Oh, oh, are you concentrating on your man? Nearly hitting an RKO on Daniel Bryan. Bryan trying to turn it round, but getting unstuck there. See, look how slow Randy Orton is. You can catch up with commentary and still gush over Hangs Randy Orton. Bryan up over the top rope in a tremendous move. We there. can talk now for the next couple of minutes. Randy Orton wouldn't hit an offensive move. I'm just right. Oh, look, he gets hit by an offensive move. And remember Randy Kingston Orton buried Kofi in. Kingston as well? Yeah. Yeah, remember that. I remember that Madison Square Garden. Remember Randy Orton shouting at Kofi Kingston to get your fucking spot? Because oh, he was a stupid wrestler. Didn't want to work Randy with him again. Orton strives for perfection. Disgusting. Oh, and AJ Styles turns Kingston inside out over his knee. It's good to see Drew McIntyre in a pay-per-view main event. Oh, no, he hasn't had one yet. Ever. Ever. Well, at least he didn't lose. If you get pinned, well, you you're a child to win it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Randy Orton's fucking beat the <laughs> Now you're just clutching at straws, aren't you? <laughs> no, he's clutching at children. And Kofi sends AJ to the outside. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Watch RKO. Boom. Go on, Randy. It hits the forearm. Looking for the phenomenal. Oh, gets hung up. Pow! <laughs> How do you know it's going to be an RKO? Because I am that damn good. One, two, three. Randy Orton has just pinned a former WWE champion. Well, Randy Orton... Troubling paradise, pal. Randy Orton, yes, that was a right, but he stole his move for Diamond Dallas Page. Let's not forget about that. Oh, and the Miz stole his from Chris Jericho. Let's not forget about that. And CM Punk stole his from Hideo Itami. Let's not forget about that. Well, exactly. I'm glad Drew McIntyre stole his from every generic big guy ever going. (laughs) How's about that? And Kofi rolled up Orton. Coming unstuck. Chased by Orton. Catch him with a kick in the corner. Come on, Kofi. It's going to take both these guys working together to eliminate No, Randy. come on, Kofi. Oh, oh, he gets crashed up top by the Viper. Oh, I can see Randy Orton suplex, are we? Uh, that's it, Randy. You take your time, mate. That's well, fine. He's being aware of his surroundings. He's letting Kofi's nuts 
recuperate, and he's going for his draping DDT, which was stolen off him by Tomato Chomper. No. Go on, go on. Pound his head into the mat. Bang! Uh, you know, um, I'm never... I'm going to replay this, this, these clips to you whenever you say I get into Buddy Murphy too much. I'm only doing this because you get into Buddy Murphy so much, and because no. you're an unbearable cunt over winning a pay-per-view point. Not at all. Catches Brian with a snap suplex. Look out the corner of his eye like the <laughs> venomous viper that he is. Oh, looking for the RKO on Kofi. Gets caught with a trouble in trouble paradise. Trouble in paradise! Kofi with a cover. One, two, three, yeah! And that is how you put over a talent that deserves it, James. You rally! That is how you put over a talent. <laughs> Randy Orton is Randy Orton is not afraid to put over talent. Ten years too late, He sees still. talent. Kofi, look at this. See, look, Randy Orton caused that by letting him get pinned. The fans behind Kofi. If he had pinned Drew McIntyre, I was like, oh, well, he's only pinned Drew McIntyre. Bye-bye, Randy. Bye-bye, Randy. But that means a legitimate pin for Kofi Kingston. Bye-bye. Well done, Randy. I'm proud of you for actually letting a younger talent... Look, see, look how happy Randy Orton has made them fans by eating a pin for a lesser talent like that. It makes it more special. Well, Dan, much like at the end of Battle vs. Lasher, your chances of winning here tonight have ended. Randy Orton is gone, so it's Kofi Kingston or Daniel Bryan. Well, I never went for Randy Orton anyway. I went for Daniel Bryan, you twat. <laughs> WWE Championship. What's up with you? Are you fucking losing the plot because you smoke too much pots? What is your damage, boy? Uh, you didn't even go for Randy Orton in this fucking That's match. That's hot time. Hot time. You didn't even go you for Randy Orton. You didn't go for Drew McIntyre in his match. He wasn't in the match. Oh, right. Well, then, oh, shut yeah. your fucking mouth. <laughs> you didn't go for Bobby Roode. Look at this. Kofi and Brian going at it now. Final two men in the chamber. The prize on the line. The fans firmly behind Kofi King. He has just pinned the favourite of this match, Randy Orton. And now both men trading kicks. And Kofi saying, yeah, he wants to be a part of it. Let's bring it. And Brian responding. Brian's oh. been there since the very first man. And Kofi now trouble in paradise. No, Brian dodges it. Goes down low and takes her legs from Kingston. Oh, and Brian now seems happy with himself. Brian has been through hell in this match and he's still not got as much pain on his chest as would have for Walter. Or well, now he's going to go and try and cave Kofi's chest in, kept chest in with those Miz kicks and Daniel Bryan. What, the tag team championship losing kick? Yeah, exactly. Now he's going to try and put them away. Will it be WWE championship losing? Because he's going to go for it. Bang, SOS. One, two. two. Oh. oh. My God. God, how did Daniel Bryan kick out? But Kofi has got the whole crowd behind him in this match. I'd love to see Kofi Kingston winning it. Yeah, I would. I would. I don't care if I get it wrong. And Kofi winning it would be a huge kind of lifetime achievement award. But Bryan managing to dodge an oncoming Kofi right into that top turnbuckle. Well, it is amazing how just two matches can define a wrestler. The gauntlet match and chamber match. And that has got the whole WWE universe behind Kofi Kingston. I mean, because it's something different, and and I think fans like that every now and again. You know, when, when and someone's given a chance, and Kofi's taking his chance, and he's shining right now, like he has been on SmackDown. You know, so I think it's brilliant. Look at Brian saying, "You're not, you can't, you don't deserve it. You're not better than me." And you can feel the buzz in the crowd as Kofi's getting worked on in the corner. You could cut the crowd with a knife. And Kofi with a kick. Uh, Daniel Bryan with a kick's going to run in. Oh, running kicks to Kofi. 
barely able to keep his own body weight up. And Kofi's been rocked four, five times. But not forgetting, Daniel Bryan has gone from coast oh. to coast in this match. Kofi springs out the corner. Two. Double foot stomp. Oh, just managing to kick out. Oh. Well, Kofi can't believe how close he came there. Well, incredibly, it would be its second only black WWE champion as well, which would be incredible when you think about the history. Here we are in 2019 with Kofi Kingston in Black History Month. They celebrate in America. We celebrate it all year, you see. As Kofi now looking to put away Daniel Bryan. And the whole WWE Universe in Kofi's Corner. Hello, welcome to Kofi's Corner. Can Kofi put Daniel Bryan away? And finally grab the brass ring he's been desperate for since joining the WWE. Well, he looked for the shot and Bryan went out of harm's way. He looked for trouble in paradise, but Bryan's scouting it. Now Kofi blocking the chamber. Blocking the chamber? Blocking the shot from Bryan and then sending Daniel Bryan into the chamber. Not once, not twice, not even thrice. Six, seven... Seven times. And Brian just didn't want any more. And Kofi can feel the steel against his skull. Okay, then. Okay, if Google. Mustafa <laughs> Ali was in this match, would this have oh! been his? Jesus Christ. Shit. And Daniel Bryan just threw Kofi Kingston into the side of the door. And unlike Nia Jax earlier, Kofi bounced back. So would Mustafa Ali have been in this same spot? Yes. I think so. I think yeah. Ali would have been exactly the same. Mark, you could have pinned <laughs> Kofi would have been in there. Oh, my God. Oh, but Daniel Bryan now is going to put away Kofi Kingston. I mean, what a fight it has been for Kofi. What a fight it's been for Bryan as well. Now, Bryan's been intelligent in this. Kofi's been bringing it since... Bryan with a knee. Turns Kingston inside out. Oh, dear. One, two. Oh! But Kofi manages to kick out. Oh! I didn't see that coming. I thought it was elementary. Dear Watson, for the second time in this podcast. Well, do you believe, do you believe Kofi Kingston could actually get the job done right now? Brian cannot believe Kofi managed to kick out. Oh! I believe, James. I'm starting to believe. Let's hold hands tips and say I believe. I think that this could be a new day. In the WWE Championship with Kofi Kingston. And the fans truly believe it. Well, James, if Kofi wins this, I'll eat your bootio. <laughs> oh, I tell you what, if he does win it, it'll be all pancakes and bootio celebrating this. And Brian just get oh, he's got a hold of Kofi. Oh, God, we've seen this By before. By the arms. Oh, and just vicious by Brian, stomping ahead of Kofi. This man here, Daniel Bryan, talk about last year, coming back, being able to wrestle again, the most loved guy in WWE, and now possibly one of the most hated and going to go pin Kofi. And again, Kofi showed up at two. Two. Well, does Brian know what it takes to put out Kofi Kingston? Well, Kofi's back to his feet. Here comes Brian. Travelling paradise. paradise. One. Two. Two. Oh, oh, Brian turns it around. And Kingston kicks out as well. Uh-huh. And Kingston... Oh, no, Brian's trying to get the label locked in. 
Kofi's trying to fight, but you can hear the screams. The arm got worked on in the chamber earlier. He's got the right arm. Can he get the hand over? And he's just wrenching away at the nose and the jaw. Well, Kofi, with everything he's got, trying to fight this. You can hear the fans desperately wanting Kofi to get in it. This is Kofi Kingston. Brian has taken duck to water his heel turn. He, he's feeling it now. He's as good as he ever been. That's what I'm going to say right now, what we've seen in this match. Oh, definitely. And I think the same with Kofi Kingston. If Brian's going to go up. Well, Brian has got to definitely be up there with the greats. I mean, someone that can adapt so well as being a face and a heel. And, you know, just yeah. they, they, say, they take to come, it like a duck yeah. to water. They don't come that often. And Brian's something special. I mean, the last one since Randy Orton. And now Kofi Kingston looking to make his way up and put away Daniel Bryan. Now Bryan going oh to the God. top of the pod. Kingston following him up. Just clubbing away at the back of Bryan. Well, this has been a brutal war. And I kind of forgot about the four other guys involved in this. And it's kind of turned into just a war of attrition between Kofi and Bryan. And high up with it all on the line here at the chamber. Lexan bulletproof glass. Lexi glass. What is Kofi thinking from up there? And he's got Brian all oh, trying to suplex, but Brian holding on for his life. Not only holding on, but holding temperature for that way. Fucking hell. Well, Brian trying to fight out as much as possible. Oh, no. And Brian. Turn it round. You can see the handprints of Kofi. Looks like he's been sucking that window. And it's like Brian. No, he's going to suplex. Kofi stops him. Both men in a very precarious position, perched on top of that chamber. If I'm Mike Kyoto, I'm not standing there for too long if both men come down. Oh, Brian manages to get down the easier way. Kicking Daniel Bryan in the jaw. Brian falls. Well, all the way down. Now Kofi, who's on top of the pod. Here comes Kofi. Oh, looking for the splash. Brian moved out of the way. Uh, he went through it. It was everything or nothing. And unfortunately for Kofi, he got nothing. He <laughs> got nothing. And Brian now. Oh. Gets turned inside out again by the running. One, two, two three. And Brian keeps his WWE Championship. Fucking hell. I mean, what an absolute banging match that was there. So many cool close near falls towards the end. And Brian and Kofi showing that they're two of the best. You know, people might not talk. Uh, Daniel Bryan maybe. But Kofi Kingston there proved he belonged with the best. You can see people aren't happy that Brian won. It's kind of deflated the crowd. But, I mean, what a great match that was, Dan. Absolutely brilliant match, yeah. But, um... You know, Jeff Hardy, was there much point in him getting involved? You can see like the AJ Styles, uh, Randy Orton, that's going to possibly lead to a WrestleMania match, you know, but the, the way WWE goes, it might not even. Um, Samoa Joe, he started off strong, but didn't last long. He got eliminated by Kofi Kingston, wasn't it? So Kofi, he had a couple of eliminations, absolutely 
outstanding man of the match. Definitely. I think without a doubt, you see Rowan here taking Daniel Bryan away. Uh, I think it's been quite a good night, you know. I think some plays, some things have not worked out, some things have. Uh, I think with Kofi Kings in the Chamber match, it's definitely delivered in, in more ways than one. And you can hear the reception for Kofi Kingston right now. Look at Woods. And Big E coming out here. And then he's got nothing to be ashamed of. Alright, so quickly then, let's look back at the start of the card. Uh, we start on kick-off look at Buddy Murphy versus Tazawa. Dan, what are your thoughts? I thought it was a very good match. Murphy does need a legitimate challenger, someone that looks like he can actually beat him. I think without a doubt, you know, I, I think that is true. And that's nothing, you know, that's not me bigging up Murphy before you go, oh, you're a big Murphy fan, the king of kickoff is a twat. But it just, he needs someone that is his rough size. Well, Dan, I'm glad that you're a fan of Buddy Murphy and you're right, he is the king of kickoffs and the king of the cruiserweights. So, you know, he delivered again on the kickoff show and that's what Buddy Murphy does. Uh, and if it's his role that he's destined to play, then so be it. And like you said, you need someone else there challenge him let's hope they sort something out for uh, wrestlemania on the kickoff show there it should be great for him uh, i gave that four out of five i gave that a three and a half out of five it's three and a half i don't look at it through rose murphy tinted glasses up next in the innovation chamber match the women's uh sasha banks and bailey winning for the first time ever i thought this is a great match as well uh chamber matches i think are always quite fun we haven't got bored of the concept yeah just yet even though they shouldn't really have more than two on a pay-per-view at all times anyway. Uh, and with tag team, it is a little bit different. A few points in time waiting for their spots. A bit like money in the bank in that way, really. Uh, I, th- I, th- I was impressed with all the performances. There weren't really any team that I thought, oh, no, you didn't do a good job. Uh, and I think Banks and Bailey were the right team to win. What are your thoughts? Yeah, as you say, you know, too much waiting for spots. It wasn't a terrible match, and it was a, a good feeling to finish on. You know, with the right team winning it. I gave that a three and three quarters. Yeah, I gave that four out of five. Um, I thought it was kind of the same level as Cruiserweight, that type of action that we got there. Uh, then we had the Usos versus Shane Miz, or Miz Man. Well, it was more of a Shane O'Mac exhibition, but it, it wasn't a terrible match. Um, it kind of leaves you thinking, what's going to happen for Miz Man? After. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you see it there with the Miz not happy, and would it be a chance for redemption for the team, or is this split field for good? You know, they're asking a few questions for it. Uh, I think it would be interesting. What would your score out of five for that? I got that a three out of five. Yeah, I got a three and a half. I, I thought it was a good match. You know, with the Usos in the ring, they can deliver. You know, and I think with Shane, even though it's those three spots. They're still quite entertaining in a weird way, you know, especially look at the state of him after going through the announce table. He's a 50-year-old man, for Christ's sake. He doesn't have to do that, you know. Uh, not bad. Then we had, after that, Finn Balor beating Bobby Lashley and Leah Rush. Uh, it felt like a Raw match to me, very basic. But, I mean, I was happy enough with what we, we saw, you know. The action there, I mean, it was good enough in parts. Even, like we said, Leah Rush versus Balor would have been a better match, wouldn't it? Or, you know... Lashley involved in a different way. I, I'm not sure about that. Uh, what were your thoughts? It, it wasn't a terrible match, but there's nothing great about it. I think what happened afterwards was good for the storyline progression as well. You know, obviously you see Lashley turning on uh, Leo Rush, and you know it's obviously they're going to 
be over now. What's going to happen for Leo Rush? Is he just going to dive back down to 205 Live and never to be seen of again? Well, this is the thing, and hopefully we get answers coming up. Uh, and to lose the title so soon doesn't make Lash look good. But hopefully it brings something to Finn, Finn Balor, you know. Uh, I gave it a 3 out of 5 for that, man. Yeah, I gave that a 3 out of 5 as well. Uh, and then we had Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot. Well, it was over quickly, but it was worth it to see what happened afterwards. We see Becky Lynch coming out, hobbling on crutches, beating both Charlotte and Ronda Rousey down, trying to put her stamp on, and then getting carried out, carted out of there, Austin-esque as well. I gave the match a 2.5 because there wasn't really anything to mark, but for the whole segment, I gave it a 3.5. Yeah, no, again, I think you're discreet. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5, right? Just because, like you said, the whole package of that 15 minutes, you could have sat down with anybody, right, who's never seen wrestling before and be like, right, here's, here's what we're going to do. Right, there's Ruby Ronda Rousey. She's the champion. There's Charlotte Flair. We know about her. And you set everything up. And you're like, right, these two are going out. And then you bring your, <coughs> you bring your Becky Lynch character in and you kind of bring that and the kind of toughness and the kind of the crowd just absolutely loves her. And not since Daniel Bryan have we seen just kind of su- such organic reactions to people. You know, barring like we've seen with Kofi Kingston now, but with Lynch, they're just they're desperate for her. Uh, and to get one over on Ronda Rousey and Charlotte is what faces need to do to make themselves look strong. And I think it worked brilliantly. So that's why I'm giving it a four out of five. Because even the match here, Ruby Wright lost. But it just showed you, you know, Ronda Rousey was a badass as well. I think you all needed that with that. Uh, that's why, for me, four out of five, same level as the Cruiserweight and the um, Women's Elimination Chamber match. And then, unfortunately for me, up next is Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin. Well, that match started okay, but, you know, then Lashley and McIntyre joined in. And it's basically guys that the WWE doesn't know what to do with. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah, you're gonna flounder around in uh, basically uh, a filler match. Yeah, they call themselves LMC or something like that, CML, or you know what I mean. Like, they, 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 all, all they'll just completely forget about them in, in that way. And Strowman looks like, I, 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 for me, looks so weak uh, in that position. We talked about Becky Lynch overcoming the odds, going against you know in the face of authority, and seems to be failing every, every single time. Uh, that's all. I got a two and a half out of five. I gave that a three out of five. And then the main event, the Elimination Chamber match that we have just witnessed here. Well, it was an amazing match. Um, you know, and prompts to Brian and Kofi Kingston. I think they, them two guys, I, I wouldn't have minded seeing probably what a 40 minute match between the two. I think they did an exhibition of a match. Um, Jeff Hardy, you know, you questioned him when he came in. What's the point of him being in this match? And after hitting a senton bomb to AJ Styles, that was kind of game over for Hardy. Mm. Samoa Joe didn't really make too much of an impact. AJ Styles and Randy Orton, I think the impact that them two made was kind of setting up a potential yeah, match I mean, between them two guys. That makes sense, doesn't it? And, you know, this was basically an exhibition for... And, you know, especially Kofi, someone who a week ago you would have thought, shut up, he wouldn't be in the main event in the Elimination Chamber and actually be man of the match as well. And, you know, here he is still pulling it out after being in the company for 11 years. Yep. 
So after that, prediction-wise, both get a point. And I gave that four and a half out of five. And before that, after that, I've got myself a prediction point because I'm the greatest in the world. Twat. You go for that in that match. I gave that a four and a half out of five. I also gave that a four and a half out of five. So that's both our matches of the night. Uh, rating out of ten? Um... Actually, no, I'll do my prediction thing first. Uh, and after that match, it's 5-4 to me. So, yes, I do win predictions. I'm 2-0. and o. Don't forget, fast lane, I go 3-0. and o. Dan, what are you rating for the pay-per-view? For overall, everything included, I'm going to go for an 8. Because for the Elimination Chamber match itself, absolutely great match. The Women's Elimination Chamber match, it wasn't terrible. It was nothing to write home about. And all the others were basic matches. There wasn't anything, you know, overly terrible about the whole pay-per-view, mm. apart from Drew Mack. Yeah, but, I mean, what an ovation Kofi Kingston is getting right now with the New Day. Well-deserved ovation. Tears in their eyes. Yes, I, too, given that an 8 out of 10 as well. Uh, because, for me, if you'd have missed the pay-per-view, would you have missed that much? Maybe Finn Balor winning the Intercontinental Championship, the, the Women's Title uh, Tag Team Championship. But apart from that, not that us. But you had a great chamber match, which really delivered. Uh, and I think another couple of great moments that kind of, you know, yeah, you can moan at it. But again, it's rewatchable, isn't it? As long as you skip through, uh, like I said, the Corbin part and maybe a bit of the Balor match as well. That's it. And Kofi get a huge chant here. Well done, Kofi Kingston. All right, so that was Extreme Rules 2019. We just take a break and uh, catch up some news because it's been a pretty eventful news week. A lot of stories been breaking in the week that was. Up first during the week's Impact Wrestling Conference, uh, Glenn Disco Inferno Gilberti explained why he's not a fan of women's wrestling. He went on to say, I am not a big fan of women's wrestling. To me, women's wrestling is kind of like the WNBA. They're the best female basketball players in the world, but they're not as good as the guys. Well, I'm not saying that there's a lot of talented women wrestlers, but the formula has shown in the past that regardless of your in-ring work, the more attractive you are determines how over you are. I'm a fan of the women's wrestlers that can good work. If there's a girl out there whose work isn't as good, but she's hotter and has sex appeal, I'm a fan of that. My favourite women's wrestler of all time was Velvet Sky. I thought The Beautiful People was a great gimmick for two female professional wrestlers. They looked great and had a great entrance and could wrestle. It was a, I was a big fan of that. But collectively, I'm not a big fan of women's wrestling. They had that Mae Young classic. I can't watch that. Pro wrestling to me is based around grown men that want to fight each other. That's just what I'm a fan of. Well, it's just an opinion. If that's one's amplified by Gilberto being a wrestler, producer, agent and podcaster, which are like arseholes. Everybody's got one. Well, mine is, Disco's doesn't make any sense. His main comparison to professional basketball, mine is that Disco's... Mine is that Disco's doesn't make any sense. His main comparison to professional... For fuck's sake, Daniel. Mine is that Disco's doesn't make any sense. His main comparison is to professional basketball, which applies to oranges. As well, he knows wrestling is storytelling plotted out in advance with predetermined results. Even the athletic exhibition portion is choreographed, either ahead of time or as it's occurring. And... There are some things that anatomy and biology can't make it possible for some people to do that others can't, regardless of gender. But when you're planning the story, 
You can account for that and achieve narrative goals despite such differences or find other ways to achieve them. Yeah, I mean, Disco, man, you are stuck, like Disco, I suppose, is stuck in the kind of 70s and and, and 80s in that kind of way. I mean, it's incredible that someone would come out and actually say that now, that they prefer evening gown matches uh, and, and, you know... Well, I suppose, that's why, I suppose that's why Shania Basler's not over. <laughs> well, Disco definitely is not a fan of Shania Basler. So some huge news coming with uh, release and Ty Dillinger requested his release during the week. He took to Twitter on February 20th to announce that he's requested his release from the WWE. Well, he went on his Instagram and posted, Before the rumours begin to spread, let me set things straight ahead of time. This evening I requested my release from WWE In the past five and a half years with them, I have seen and done some wonderful things. Things I am very proud of and will never forget. I have met and have worked with, unquestionably, some of the greatest talent on this earth, and the pleasure has been all mine. Yeah, I feel at the time the decision is extremely difficult as it was. It is what's best for myself and WWE. I wish to continue to grow as a performer and offer those paying hard-earned money to watch a show I'm performing on a little more of myself. To the male and female locker rooms, coaches and producers, to the production slash ring crew, all the way up to the very top of WWE and most of all the fans, I wish you all the very best and thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything. So Ty Dillinger shockingly handling his um, yeah request in a release, but uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet learned that Arn Anson apparently been let go from WWE according to multiple sources as well. Well, details are scarce, but multiple sources tell us Anderson, who is a WWE Hall of Famer, four horsemen, and long-time backstage producer, exited the company on Thursday. Arn joined WWE as a road agent not long after WWE was bought out in 2001. He was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012 alongside the other four horsemen. And it's unclear at this time what led to Anderson's departure from WWE. Well, Elimination Chamber, uh, Seth Rollins' stat of 20 events in a row was broken, of course, wasn't being able to compete. But you've got a list of the man with the most, uh, who's had the most pay-per-view matches in a row so far this year, or for the past few events. Braun Strowman, despite being injured for a while and injured during one pay-per-view, he actually has 18 events in a row. And Daniel Bryan, 11 events, and of course he's WWE Champion now, so that should continue for a while. Uh, Eight events is Ronda Rousey. And people say, you know, she does wrestle month in, month out now, so... St. Brock Lesnar doesn't do. And five events is uh, Carmella and Nia Jax. Four events is Finn Balor. And three events, Kingston, Corbin, Ruby, Orton, Styles. And two events, Shane, Miz, Banks, Iconics, Bailey, Morgan, Mandy, Naomi, Logan, Sonya, Tamina, Lashley, Hardy and Joe. And one event, the Usos and Leo Rush. So that would be interesting to see how that continues in 2019. So we talk about released uh, TJP, Ty Dillinger and Hideo Itami officially released from WWE. It's a bit of a shock. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting uh, Ty Dillinger, Dan. What are your thoughts on Perkins? Um, yeah, I've, I've definitely... It's come, of a, come as a surprise, but it does bring you back to his Twitter account that happened before his release. And like, someone tweeted him saying, what can we do as supporters of yours to help aside by merch and tickets, happily done and done. And uh, TJP responded saying, probably nothing. The batting order is what it is. 
No matter how much time I spend in the batting cage or how many positions I can play, sorry, I really wish I could will it into existence. And then it is, and then he goes on to say, I thought someone else turning in my homework with their name on it ended after high school. And then his final one is, despite all that, I'm happy for at King Ricochet because he's really awesome and deserves a shot. So he's basically taking a dig at the four guys that was, or namely Ricochet, at the guys that was kind of recently brought up to the main roster. Yeah, and he also accused Ricochet of basically stealing his moves as well. So, I mean, when you're going to do that, it's kind of, it's a bit difficult. But, I mean, TJP has been wrestling for 20 years now. You know, he started at a very early age from the CWC before that was in Impact Wrestling. So, you know, he he will have success. Those three guys, with Ty Danger, if he can repackage himself as a successful character, that's going to work because the crowd are going to get into him. Yeah, Hideo Tommy, you know, Kent is going to going to work. going back to Noah. Exactly. So that's going to be a perfect match for him. And, and, of course, as we've spoken about now as well, you know, TJP will find success. I'm sure about that. Uh, and speaking of, oh, Matt Hardy has actually said um, that... Oh, a fan said to him that he's going to have to delete a tweet that he basically puts because saying that his contract runs down. And Matt Hardy responded, he said, it's not a threat at all, just the fact that I have 11 days left of my current deal. I love WWE, but I'm 100% comfortable being outside the walls of pro wrestling's Alexandria safe zone. I'm a born uh, survivor. Didn't he put that with a picture of him holding two world heavyweight championships that he got from other companies? That was, that was the original tweet saying, I'm, I'm happy being independent. And then someone said, well, you're going to have to delete it. And he said, no. He said, my previous tweet will never face deletion. But I'm sure you can say it a little bit better than that. Deletion! <laughs> But also, you know, as you was mentioning about um, TJP, Ty Dillinger and Hidara Tami, they also put up a tweet saying, WWE has come to terms on the release of Jonathan David Good, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose, and that was immediately deleted. Yeah, so you got to wonder why. You know, they've not released him yet, but is it going to happen come a WrestleMania? One of the news stories we checked out on the WNR for February was about Uso being arrested uh, beforehand and um, Trinity Fatu, or Naomi for everybody, uh, tweeted out, I was not ticketed, I was not drinking, leaving a lot was unaware that it exists to a one-way street. It was dark snow, no signs, no traffic. I was pulled immediately, made a mistake and I own it. As for my husband, he's more of a man you'll ever be at all. And then she blocked a few followers. That's of course with Naomi gets stopped by police. But she wasn't drinking. She's saying it was just a complete mistake. And Dan, you've been in the car with me. You know I can make some weird driving mistakes. But would you get out, take your top off, and threaten a police officer? Well, if that makes me a man, James, I'll happily do it. I'll probably take my pants off and threaten a police officer. But then I'll... else? Going back to elimination chamber quickly. Uh, fantastic statistic came out that Baron Corbin is only the third man in three years to pin Braun Strowman in a WWE ring. Only Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have done it. But is that mean Baron Corbin's on to bigger and better things? Or is, that, is this the end for Braun Strowman, you know? I think that's just um, his highlight since coming up. I mean, yeah. what else has he done? Has he won? I think he's held a mid, mid-range mid title. Hasn't he? I think he might be United States or something like that. But we're more famously for losing. Oh, he must be. Yeah, he was United States champion. And then losing the, the money in the bank the way he did. Uh, I was a bit annoyed with WWE because they announced the Dusty uh, Tag Classics coming up for the TV tapings and then ruined all the results. So, unfortunately, we cannot do the Dusty Tag Classic this year on the Dublin podcast because they fucking ruined who was in the final. And me and Dan do not cheat. We would have had one pick for them. And I, I would always have gone Forgotten Sons, you know. I would have, so. I would have always <laughs> legitimately actually gone for my man Ali B and Ricochet, who I'm huge fans yeah. of. 
James, well, you know, he, he says yeah. Forgotten Sons, but I think he forgot they was even in the fucking yeah. tournament. Well, speaking of NXT, a former NXT talent's come up recently and had some great matches with Rey Mysterio, but a bit of news come out about him recently, didn't it, Dan? Uh, I'm actually wearing his T-shirt today, yes. Yeah. Um, well, yes, CN and Charlotte Flair are doing it dirty. But yeah, let's just point out that neither of them have got significant others, so they're not doing the Corey Graves. Yeah, it's fine. It's it. fine at the moment, yeah. But there is a bit of love going on there, and it's kind of weird because uh, CN's uh, mate, Zelina Vega, of course, going with Alistair Black, so maybe switch it up soon. Charlotte Flair teams with Ali B. <laughs> And as an intergender tag match against yeah. CNN, yeah. Okay, one of the weirdest news stories of the week was a site that we saw about a new Netflix film happening. I couldn't believe it. Apparently, Chris Hemsworth is to play Hulk Hogan in a biopic directed by... T- Not Tom or Todd Phillips. <laughs> no, yeah. Todd Phillips and um, Chris Hemsworth as Hulk Hogan. Dan, what are your thoughts on this? I suppose, like, you know, they saw him in the Thor hair and I was like well if we just put a bald cap in the middle of that yeah, <laughs> we might have something we can work with here but uh, I, I'm, as I said to you when I think I sent you the picture didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You've, you've sent me the picture yeah. Uh, I think it was Hulk Hogan choosing who he wanted to play him <clears throat> I mean I probably would have gone for Danny DeVito well to, to be fair to Flair to Flair I mean Chris Hemsworth is a physical specimen you know so I think that'd be interesting to see what they do. And I can't wait for Hemsworth to be going, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. It'll be Maybe a, it, it, I could play Mean Gene. I mean, that, that could be a role. I mean, we might see more of it. If Fighting With My Family's a success, then we're going to see more about these and do Netflix with Hulk Hogan. Yeah, it, it's quite a big deal, really, you know? And speaking of uh, a big deal, well, hang on. Cody Rose tweeted saying about Ty Dillinger's release was that, uh, Fearless, I can't wait to see what you do next. I wish you all the happiness in the world, old friend. Don't settle. And uh, I feel that, you know, he, that is going to happen, go to AEW. But there's some big news about the big... Yes, uh, well, WWE tweeted out saying that, that Roman Reigns is returning to Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> that Roman Reigns is returning to Monday Night Raw but I think it's to give an update on his condition. Condition. But I, I would... I think that WWE ruins things like this, tweeting it out, because it would have been a much better surprise and he would have got a much bigger reaction if he'd have just shown up out of the blue. Yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And I think, you know, this is kind of what Twitter takes away from things. It yeah. gives you everything, like, you know... But so I was just, I, but I think WWE because of their ratings, I think they need this so people can tune into Raw. Do you know what I mean? Whenever he shows, then I'm hoping that's going to be a good bump. Can Roman Reigns actually change the ratings for Raw? Does he change it? You know, is the reason why it's not been so good recently? It's good he's not been about. I mean, people laughed at that about John Cena, but they proved when they took him away. You know, with ratings and merchandise, that it did, of course, take a hit. So I mean, it'd be interesting time to see what Roman Reigns has to say. Of course, with only just a you know couple of months. To WrestleMania, we've had our last stop uh, at Elimin. Well, we've had our no, we haven't. We've still got Fastlane to come as well, so there's still a lot of time. All right, so the big news on Raw for me. I mean, we'll we'll have Dan's Raw review and SmackDown summary quickly, uh, but we'll have that after this little bit of news story because during Raw they announced that um, well, DX uh, would be inducted into the 2019 Hall of Fame. This includes Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Billy Gunn. Road Dog, X Puck, and China. Now, first up, Dan, what do you think of the news of DX going in? 
Well, again, as you know, because we generally tweet about news stories and that, and I said to you that Israel kind of disguised to induct China to keep people happy, but not include her as her own. The yeah. DX deserve to be. I know it's it's weird because they're giving Shawn Michaels another. He's going to have a second Hall of Fame ring alongside, of course, Ric Flair, and Ric Flair might even have a third if they do Evolution. But that means Triple H then. Would would have you know could be a couple more if he goes in as a singles as well. So is it kind of like who's got the most rings after all? Don't get me wrong. I think the ex dudes have going there. It's interesting Billy Gunn going into the Hall of Fame considering he's a producer on in AEW at the moment. What's going to happen there for the Hall of Fame ceremony? You know, China's always going to be a controversial subject with WWE. Uh, a lot of people are happy on Twitter that China has gone in. People aren't happy because she's not going in herself. But like I said. We got to take what we give given sometimes, and I think China in the Hall of Fame at least it's happening, even if it is under the kind of DX moniker. You know, her mum uh, was very very happy as well. That was Jan LeQ. She made it public to hear the news. Uh, she said, "I'm thrilled." So is my husband. We've been invited to the ceremony. I'll be so proud to be there and celebrate this awesome occasion. She certainly, she certainly earned this to say the least. And, it's, and there's a lot of people being tweeting as well, aren't they? You know? Oh, yeah, namely Nikki Cross. She said, congratulations, China. You were an absolute sweetheart to me in Scotland all those years ago. In another dream, maybe we will have that match. Yeah. And also uh, people like Paige. And just, you know, China, let's not forget this, paved the way female wrestlers now. You know, she was, she was wrestling men 20 years ago. And when you consider that, we wear WWE years and you talk about kind of intergender tag team wrestling. We've talked about China. We're, we're massive fans of her on this podcast. Oh, know? yeah. Still the only woman to hold the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. Uh, and first the, woman in the Royal Rumble. Yes. And I don't think there'll ever be another woman holding the Intercontinental title. I mean, I'm, I, you know, uh, that's what I see. And no credit to China. But I think New Age Outlaws, I think they're a great tag team. Especially us going back 20 years and seeing DX and their kind of height. You know, you you realise how over they were, you know. And and I think X-Pac as well is an interesting one. A member of the clique going in. So, I, I think it's all good. All right, Dan, did you see Raw on SmackDown? Well, it started off with Triple H and he had a bit of a long-winded uh, promo about uh, the debuts of some NXT stars on Raw. Johnny Gagano, Ricochet, Tommaso Ciampa and Ali B. And they was all given small video packages. He also announced the first match of the night, Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin, this time in a tables match. Yay! So we get to see the match that we've seen a hundred times, again, in a tables match. Yes. And, uh, well, Strowman defeated Baron Corbin by table break. So this is the kind of match that should have happened, or I thought was going to happen at the chamber with Strowman going through Corbin. But it's interesting because at the chamber we saw McIntyre and Lashley coming out to help Corbin. Where was he tonight? Where was he? Where was the group that was going to help him out? Corbin's on his own again. Or this is a part of WWE just don't get sometimes where it's like this is going to happen at the chamber, but then we'll forget about it the next night. Let's hope WWE doesn't have anything else like this. Well, you get Paul Heyman and he introduces a video chronicling Brock Lesnar's legacy. Um, all his biggest moments, including ending the streak and so on and so forth. Then he made fun of fans for thinking Seth Rollins could end the dominance of his client. Rada, rada, rada. It's not a prediction, it's a spoiler. Suplex City. My name is Paul Heyman. Just the usual spill. You know, there's not really much momentum to it. No, I mean, with Seth Rollins taking a hit, he thought it might have been clear for Raw. 
not be able to compete. And of course, Brock Lesnar uh, not being around, it's going to be quite difficult to kind of get this match. I mean, fans want to see Rollins beat Lesnar. That's as simple as that. And uh, kind of that is beast mode. But it's the kind of same predictable build-up we've seen for all the Brock Lesnar matches. So we hope you just get a payoff at WrestleMania, you know? Indeed, yes. And, yep, Finn Balor arrived to enjoy his moment in the spotlight as the new Intercontinental Champion before Leo Rush distracted him to allow Bobby Lashley to assault uh, Balor. But wait a minute. I thought Lashley had beaten up Leo Rush at Chamber to break up. Well, he hadn't beaten him up, had he? He (laughs) just kind of got a bit frustrated with him and threw him to the ground. He had him at least 10 foot in the air. At least 12 foot in the air. But, no, Ricochet arrived to even the odds, setting up a tag team match that lived up to expectations, well, basically. originally, they wanted Ricochet to be in singles action uh, against Finn Balor, and Triple H was there, and he was worried about uh, you know having those two faces kind of going out, so they made it into a tag team match. Also, Vince McMahon apparently just turned around to Triple H and said, who's the four best guys on NXT? I want to, and he picked Triple H picked, and maybe he made a mistake picking those four because you know if it's going to ruin NXT now, if they're going to be on Raw SmackDown featured heavily as kind of like stars. Vincent Mann says there's no star power on the Raw SmackDown, so that's why he's bringing these guys up. Is that a slap in the face to Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre and all these others and Elias? I think it is to be fair. Finn Balor, you know, people like that. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of unrest. Uh, the NXT guys were kind of rammed into the shows as well, not kind of. Uh, you know, placed in any kind of particular way. And it's weird how we, the reason we want to see these guys succeed on the main roster is so they've got a meaning and a kind of, like, they're put in there and it's kind of, if you see vignettes of them showing up or they've got kind of feuds with each other. Uh, and don't get me wrong, I love seeing Ricochet and Finn Balor teaming up, but the fans, I felt, weren't really into it either, you know, and I think that was a, a slight problem. They weren't really sure what they were seeing. Even though these great talent, I think Ricochet, out of all of them, kind of had, had the best night but then again, Ali B was alright. Yeah, Ali B had a huge impact. Um, yeah, well, you know, the crowd definitely wasn't into it. I think I, I don't know who these people are that buy tickets just to sit on their fucking hands. Well, but you know, they, they need to be entertained, but they need to be told. So you need to kind of have maybe a video, even if it's an ad break, of showing what these guys were all about, hyping them up because you know it's like a dark match or something. If you just put a guy in the ring at the start of the show, and you're like, well, who's this? I'm not really sure. You know, you need to get... But I, I can understand sometimes the crowd does kill a match in that way, you know? Indeed, yeah, but it was a very good a very good match anyway. Uh, up next, we had Lucha House Party going against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Uh, I won't spoil the end result, but Hawkins and Ryder lost. Yeah, yeah they went up against Grand Metallic and... Linz Dorado! But it's just another, is Kurt Hawkins bringing Zack Ryder down? I mean, well, yeah, he couldn't but... do it as much as Mojo Rawley brought him down. But... No, but at least they're being featured on Raw. And again, let's hope there's a payoff until they forget about it. You know what I mean? Because they're just going to be like, oh no, we'll lose. don't worry. I mean, if it, if it was leading to a fucking Cinderella story at WrestleMania against like, the Revival, then I'm in. But at the moment, I just have no faith in kind of WWE creative to get there. They, they seem to be they're changing the script as the show's going on. And they used to take the piss out of WWE for doing that and not being prepared. And yet WWE are doing it now. There's kind of no long-term planning. They've kind of got WrestleMania in their sights. And it's like, they have no clue. Roman Reigns, their biggest star, is not around. Ronda Rousey apparently is leaving after WrestleMania. You know, you've got all this unrest. You're bringing the NXT guys up. What's, what's the plan? You know, it's WrestleMania time. 
Well, I think they're trying to turn Raw and SmackDown into NXT. But while Vince McMahon's backstage giving his two cents worth, it's not going to happen because you're always going to have the Brock Lesnar's. Yeah. And, you know, the people that shouldn't be in the spotlight in the spotlight. Uh, but we go on to a tag match, and it's a tag match that we've seen before and we've absolutely loved, and that was the Revival going against DIY. Again, again, though, it's like this match is a kind of dream match in a way. But when you've had Gagano's and Chappa's problems and you stick them together in a tag team match on Raw, people aren't going to know who they are. You know, they're respective champions. And again, it was a good match, but... I, I don't know why they did it in this way. It doesn't make any sense, you know. They're, they're singles, guys. Why? You, you want that later on. If the goal was to debut with DIY, then tell it in NXT and then have them go up because you still got to explain it in NXT why they were together if they're mentioning it. And I, I, I just got confused. But it was a good match, though. Well, but for the Smarks, it was an orgasmic match, basically. A very, very good match. And, you know, they survived the Shatter Machine attempt. Uh, before they hit their meeting in the middle for the victory. So, you know, that's three out of three that have come up and, you know, done really well. But, you know, you, you could go back to when John Cena was having his open challenge and Kevin Owens as NXT champion come out and yeah. impressed against him. And he certainly had, when he's about, an impressive run. You know, he's always been entertaining when he's been up. So, you know, hopefully he could do that. But uh, then we go on. Sasha Banks and Bailey refused to let Jackson Tamina ruin their moment. No, oh, this is horrible. This is a horrible promo from Bailey and Banks. Uh, just let them go out there. I'm sure they got something to say, you know, and just let them express themselves rather than having this kind of written down crap and then building up a match towards Fastlane. You know, Fastlane's in like what two, three weeks, and you got to build up matches, and it just took away everything that was good from Elimination Chamber in that way. Yeah, basically. Right. <laughs> What's the next thing? Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose. Okay, I like this. Only because McIntyre, again, looked like the monster. And he put Ambrose away. And I know Ambrose is going out. But uh, if, I'm Am- if, if I'm a fan, you know, I'm a fan of Ambrose. And go. And he, he ain't going to see him punk way. He's going to kind of, you're just going to be jobbed out until the very end, son. And you're going to look like a fucking idiot doing it. Because you're going to go backstage to Seth Rollins and say, I think it's cool. You know, you're going to forget about your feud that you had. As for McIntyre, they have no idea what they are doing. In my mind, they just don't. He was a part of the stable yesterday, and now there's no fucking reference to it whatsoever on the Raw. And he's going over Ambrose. Are we waiting for John Cena to come back to start a feud or what? You know, come on, give him something to do. Give him something to feud with. What happened eliminating from the Rumble, and now he's gone away? Why eliminate from the Rumble if you're not going to do anything with it? Doesn't make any sense. Have a match at Fastlane against each other when it gets to WrestleMania. All right, all right, all right. Easy. <sighs> Breathe. And we go on to our next match, James, which is Elias against another NXT caller, my man, Ali B. And Elias demanded better treatment and blamed the new NXT call-ups for taking away from his spotlight, which he likes to be under playing his guitar. And Alistair Black took exception to this and promised to make him fade to black. Um, yeah, hit with a black mask kick. Yeah, and Elias, the character who was getting kind of real momentum behind him about, you know, three or four months ago as a heel. They turned him face. They've done fuck all with him. They've turned him back heel again after interactions with Jeff Jarrett. That's J-E-F-F-J-A-R-R-E-T. 
and, and now put me back out the four probably had for me the most uh, ricochet had the most impressive match but black's kind of got the most i think dominating match dominate and kind of look about him that he's he could be a main event player with the other three i'm not really sure with black i think he could fit in there but I wouldn't have had him on Raw. I'd have had him on SmackDown. But of course, WWE doesn't care about that anymore with a brand split. So they're going to put him on both shows anyway. Uh, yeah, Black gets the job done. But I feel really sorry for Elias. And if I'm Elias, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to de- Ty Dillinger, de- Dillinger Dean Ambrose, whoever else who's just, you know, yeah. it really is a problem here. But again, you know, I've no disrespect. There is a lot of talent in WWE. But I think there's too much talent in WWE. I think they do need to cut back on their numbers because there is far too many and there is far too much going on. I mean, pretty much every single night of the week, if it's not on Monday and Tuesday, there's a live event. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if there's not pay-per-views, there's live events all weekend. And I think they're spreading it far too thinly. You know, you could get a nose of respect from Apollo Crews. I mean, he's not doing anything floundering. He could go easily. Uh, Titus O'Neil. Um... You know, there's loads of talent there that's even not getting used or getting underutilised that could make better waves elsewhere. I mean, no offence to, you know, Zach Ryan and Kurt Hawkins, but even if they're on the independent scene, I think they'd get a lot of, you know, momentum. Just imagine if they came back seriously and, like, kind of went against, like, the Young Bucks or teams like that on the independents. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, they'd build up so much. I think sometimes wrestlers do need to think, right, let's be, let me just go, away. like, tell I did just saying, I'm going to go away from WWE and make myself better. There's uh, Juice Robinson at the moment is the IWGP Intercontinental Champion and he was in NXT about three or four years ago. He had the gimmick and he decided to walk away from it and he wanted to learn elsewhere and he's become a star now. WWE interested in signing him. He said, no, I'm, I'm kind of making my own career. It's proven you can do that if if you if you've got the kind of is, I think it's a balls to do it as well because WWE is very comfortable job. You can sit there and collect the pay, and if you don't want to be featured, then you're more than happy, you know, to collect your check or whatever it is, or do a promo during Raw, looking at a mirror, and that's all you do. You know, maybe have a match or main event, like collect it. You know, I, I've realised I do hate American football players recently. I, I I don't know why. I was watching something the other day about it, and I was thinking that all my association with them really dislike them. Yeah, it is, you know, there is a lot of dead weight that could easily be cut and no disrespect to her, but not missed as much as other superstars. Um, But, you know, we've still got one more match left on Raw and that is Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot for the Raw Women's Championship. Even though she lost in a minute 35 seconds, she gets a rematch for... No apparent reason. No, no. And, and again, there's a lot, much longer match than a match that maybe people uh, wanted, but you know they weren't sure if they were going to have this match, and they just decided to have it in the main event. I mean, Wright is a good worker, you know. It was a good match, but I don't think there's any doubt whatsoever in the kind of result in the end. No, you know, Wright escaped the Piper's pit, hit the right kick for a near fall, but she got the armbar, locked in, submission, tapped out again. Uh, so that was Raw, and you can see our frustrations from that. But what about, Dan, your... Smackdown summary. Well, we start off with The Miz offering a public apology to Shane McMahon. And, you know, The Miz, he got a bit cocky in his pinfall. Clay's cool about it. Got rolled up for the victory after Shane McMahon basically just done his little highlight reel of a coast-to-coast, jumping off the top turnbuckle onto an announce table, putting himself out of the match. Um, 
he recapped the relationship that him and Shane O'Mac had formed since Crown Jewel, since they won the world best in the world. Uh, the Usos interrupted it, mocked the Miz, and said they'd give the former champs one last opportunity to prove himself at Fastlane yeah. in the Miz's hometown, Cleveland, Ohio. So he's going to be in his hometown with his family watching on. Tag titles on the line. What could possibly go wrong? A match for Fastlane already booked. Well, uh, we see Ali. Ali. <coughs> then we see Ali B for the second night in a row going up against the man that he defeated. For the NXT Championship way back when, a 3.11 boy. Uh, in a five-star match in NXT, yeah, these two guys, fantastic talents. Maybe they come up to that on SmackDown between the two. But again, what happened to the Rey Mysterio CM feud? Is that still going on? You know, and, and Alistair Black there, yeah, he gets the win. But does it help CN out? Could they put someone else in there? Am I keep asking the questions? I think I am. You know, I think I think it's a fact. Where, again, Alistair Black wins. Yes, looks good doing it, but takes away from others. Did we yeah. really need that match on SmackDown and on Raw, you know? But like... it, it was basically an, a hype and da- uh, uh, a kind of smaller match than it was at NXT, which, you know, is it silly? Yeah. And of all the possible opponents for Black in his first week on SmackDown, CN was the right choice. These guys were comfortable together. They knew how to work each other, so... It was good, but a black mass kick. One, two, three. I just think it hurts CN too much. I think that's my problem with it. With it. Ribbit. With it. Uh, we had another tag team. Well, a tag team. Johnny Gagano and Tomato Chompa versus The Bar. So we have another tag team encounter. Scary moment with Seamus. Looked like he actually hurt his knee with Chompa as well. But DIY put The Bar away. And um, again, Dan, what are your thoughts? It is it is good to see Gagano and Chompa defeating, you know, especially Sheamus, who's a time world champion, Royal Rumble winner, Money in the Bank winner. Cesaro, who, you know, a couple of years ago, we actually wanted more from him. And he's not really delivered, I think. Is the bar done? I think the bar's done. Well, we'll see what happens. They'll, they'll probably string it out, but DIY getting enough victory. Does that mean that they're going to challenge for the... Tag team titles soon. Who knows? Who? We get an absolute classic encounter. Someone who we haven't seen on telly for a little while. Oscar. You know, she's kind of been pushed into the background. Who cares about Oscar and her SmackDown Championship? I mean, it's all about Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But at least she looked strong coming to fight Mandy Rose. At least she looked like a fucking idiot right at the end of that match after Mandy Rose faked an injury to roll up Oscar. So you haven't featured Oscar since winning the championship. She shows up, loses to Mandy Rose, looked like a fucking idiot. WWE, you are not going to treat Oscar like this. This is disgusting. I cannot believe it. What is your problem? They're going to have Mandy Rose versus Oscar now at fucking Fastlane. And now they're going to, what, they're going to job Oscar out to fucking Lacey Evans at Mania or something like that. I, it's just, I just don't like what they're doing to the people I like. That's my problem. Fuck everything else. It's what they're doing with Oscar, what they're doing with McIntyre. Well, on to people. <clears throat> and Ricochet, he went up against the leader of Sanity, someone who's Who? hardly <laughs> been, exactly, someone who's hardly been featured since he's actually moved up to the main roster yeah. a year ago now. Yeah. And Ricochet has been featured more times in two nights than Eric Young has since he moved up a year ago. Uh, but they get a match off together. Um, there was a bit of a distraction from Dane and Wolf. Uh, 
to allow Young to take control of the map. But springboard uppercut, 6.30 splash, boom. How to bury someone who you've spent years trying to build. How up. good was Sanity in NXT and now look at him on SmackDown? And Ricochet does get the victory. But at least there was one bright thing and that was the main event of SmackDown. And of course, it was a six-man tag team match leading on from Elimination Chamber. Yes, it was uh, Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Samoa Joe, Eddie Kingston, AJ Styles and Jeff Harley. And a real fantastic encounter between all six men. You can see the kind of chemistry between them, you know. And uh, right towards the end, we wondered which way WWE was going to go with it. And I think we got our answer, especially when it came to Fastlane, because it was Kofi Kingston hitting the Trouble in Paradise yeah. on Daniel Bryan and getting a victory. And then after that... It was uh, Shane McMahon announced, we'll challenge Bryan for the WWE title at Fastlane. Oh, so can Kofi's dream come true at Fastlane? He will face Daniel Bryan. So there's a couple of matches we got from Fastlane. After 11 years in WWE, Kingston will headline a pay-per-view event in a singles title match. Wow. And the fans absolutely loved it. I loved it. It was a really good feel-good moment. And it is definitely... I think about all the news and all the stuff that we see and all the negativity and all the stuff WWE doesn't know what they're doing. Let's just get behind the two the two things that, at the moment, they're doing right. And one of them is Becky Lynch as the man, as long as they book her correctly. And the other one is Kofi Kingston on SmackDown. I think if we can stay positive about those two things, I think we'll get through to the road, to get through to WrestleMania in that way. All right, Dan, final thoughts on the uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Raw, SmackDown, so it's final thoughts on everything. Elimination Chamber was bullshit. They had the wrong people winning in certain matches that I predicted incorrectly, which is just shit. Um... I am excited to see, you know, the four guys being called up from NXT to the main roster. Obviously, they're going to spend a little bit more time in NXT, but I think it was just to say, look, you know, this is what we could give you. But no, we're going to give you Mojo Rawley versus O'Neal. Uh, wouldn't it be funny if next week Mojo beat Ricochet or something like that? That would make you laugh. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, a chamber I don't think was too bad. Uh, let's not forget... You know, I think there's more positives than there are negatives at the moment in WWE. So I think that's what you've got to go for. And you just got to hope it pays off in the end. Okay, so we've got the schedule now and coming up on the podcast. So our next episode is March 3rd. It's the WNR 206. It's WWE versus WCW Part 1 in March. March the 10th is WrestleMania 15 for WNR 207. March 17th is Fastlane. That's WNR 208. March 24th is the WNR for March, WNR 209. March 31st is Dan's WrestleMania. April the 5th is NXT TakeOver Live. April 6th is the Hall of Fame Live, the Hall of Fame ceremony. We'll be bringing a live show to you and doing what we do the past couple of years is giving a few matches here and there of the inductees. And April the 7th is WrestleMania Live. All right, so our next episode is WWE versus WSW for March. But don't forget you can follow us on Twitter at WNetworkReview or at Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at J underscore Roland across all the Google platforms, WNetReview and Google Plus. Send us an email at WNetworkPodcast at gmail.com. We're on Facebook. Yes, Facebook. You can come and find our page and give us a like for the WWE Network Review podcast. Or you can come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
WWE Net Review podcast. We've got clips on there. Podcast got same time. YouTube, they do all places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're also on Spreaker Radio. We've got our live shows coming up at WrestleMania weekend. Stitch Radio and iTunes. Where you can download, subscribe, rate and review there. But that is it. I have been Joey Frodens and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Thanks for listening, everybody. And bye. Bye.